Welcome to Ghost Divers. This is an anime podcast on the Export Audio Network. I am your co-host, Neve, and I'm joined, as always, by your other co-host, Connor. Hello. And today, we are going to be covering chapters 37 through 41 of Nana. That's five chapters uh, instead of four, all published in volume 11. So we do have a bit of a, a beefier volume to get through again. Um, I think there's nice. like two more on the horizon. I think 16 and 18, if I remember correctly. Are the two other like thicker ones, um, and those are also bonus stories. And I, my guess is the the one we'll have the most to say about will be the Takami one. But you know, we'll get there when we get there. It is a beefy volume too because we have burgers and sukiyaki. Yeah, so it's uh, um, yeah, be- beefy in in more than one way. Yeah, 
Um, also, we're like getting into the part where the the Junko's room, like one, is just like developing its own weird subplots. Uh, like truly, like it's already been happening, but like it's getting more pages, you know. Yeah. Um, and then we're also getting like the uh the family times, the Yazawa family times that tell you about all the developments, including the the Nana PlayStation Two game that's in the works, which I think comes out after like the live action or something, but apparently was announced first. So I can't, I can't remember. Have you played this? I assume you have. I have it. Um, and I have booted it up before, but it, there's never been a, uh, English localization, like even a fan one. Oh um, yeah. Okay. So, uh, I, I have, I've not done a good job this year with trying to learn Japanese, but next year, um, a thing that I want to work on is like trying to learn some more Japanese and I would love to have even just like enough functional that I could like play it with like a, you know, dictionary to help out or something. So, um, Instead of just having to do like straight, you know, yeah, Google Google translate, yeah, yeah, AI translate stuff. So, um, so yeah, with I think we won't do any preliminary comment comments because, uh, <laughs> well, I have well, I have one. Well, because we you, did, yeah, yeah, we did say last time that we were going to talk about the moon, right? Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So we do have a preliminary comment. Uh, not not to not to interrupt you. No, you're good. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, uh, our proceedings this time around may be a little more uh, brisk because I think we're both intending to uh, <laughs> stop me if you've heard this before to have a slightly shorter episode, uh, and then we have an extra chapter, so uh, we may move somewhat briskly. Uh, and I just want to call that out at the top. Uh, so yeah, yeah. All right. The moon. Um, but yeah, so we, we talked last time about the full moon. Um, I was looking through and I'm pretty sure the full moon is, um, that like night where it's like Nana and, uh, or Hachi and, um, Nobu are walking together and like holding hands and Hachi's thinking like, you know, that the warmth of his hand is just like Nana's. I never want to like, let go of this hand. Um, so the, but, so it is specifically the full moon that she's talking about as like the last time she was truly happy. Um, I'm actually like looking to pull up the, the exact um, thing here. Cause I, I tweeted it with her last one. Sometimes Twitter uh, desktop is really bad for letting me just look at the photos that I posted on Twitter. Um, here we go. Uh, so yeah, it was, Hey June, look, the moon's so beautiful tonight. Um, I'm just going to skip Junko's like comedy stuff of asking stuff that Hachi's not responding to. Um, but it's not totally full yet. I wonder when it'll be a full moon. June, I think that the last night of the full moon, uh, that, or the, I think the night of the full moon was the happiest time in my life. Um, I thought I had everything I wanted. My heart was full of hopes and dreams. My future was shining. I'll never be fulfilled by happiness like that again. The kind with no shadows. So, in, like, the direct literal reading of this is, like, she's thinking about when she's, like, thinking that she was going to get together with Nobu. We, of course, have all the other stuff that's, like, tied with uh, Nobu and Nana, you know? There's, like, a way that, like, being with Nobu also means being with Nana, and we talked about this at the time. Even in the moment with the full moon is the holding hands and thinking about how this is just, like, Nana's hand. Um, yeah, for Hachi so and for Nana, because Nana's, like, yeah. playing that angle as well from the, from so the other th- side. 
So there's obviously like a, a connection there that, um, you know, it's not purely about like, oh, Nobu's the love of my life, but like that everything in that was like what she wanted to be like a part of Blast and all of that, right? Yeah. Um, that was like this happiness. Oh, uh, we could, we have already talked about the ways that the being with Nobu is complicated with her also desires of being with Nana. Um, the other thing that I thought of last time and I just didn't bring it up, um, in part because we were just getting later into the episode. Um, and we, I also knew that we were going to come back and talk about the moon. Um, and also I didn't have this name on hand. Uh, Natsumi Soseki. Uh, there's, I don't even know if it's apocryphal or not, but you hear it all the time. There's this thing. He was this famous, uh, Japanese author. Um, I am a cat, uh, is a book of his that I really want to read. Um, I have it like in my, my list of books that I want to get to. It is quite long. Um, but there's a story of like, he had students and they were working on translating from a foreign language and they translated the, the phrase, I love you literally into Japanese. And he was like, no, if you do that, it, f- it feels weird because like in, in, uh, Japan, we don't say I love you directly like that, like they do in some other foreign languages. Nearly as often. Um, and so the proper way to translate it in this like moment would be to have one of the characters say, the moon is beautiful tonight. And then the other one like agrees with that. Um, and so this is like a, a trope, like the phrase, the moon is beautiful tonight in Japan is like sort of a cliched trope of like thinking about love and talking about loving someone. Um, is you look at the moon and you say the moon is beautiful tonight instead of saying I love you. Um, like, and I, Minor, my, I know this is a big thing in like literature, like, uh, you know, stories, but my understanding is like people might also often sometimes kind of like reference this just because it's become such a cultural thing, uh, like in their own lives. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, that makes it extra key that like the first time we have someone commenting on seeing the moon, uh, is it's specifically around this like feeling of emptiness because it's not the full moon. But was Nana seeing like the empty room with Hachi, like that Hachi had moved out? Um, we then get like Hachi doing this and then Nobu or Nana in like the preceding part. It's kind of Nobu, but it's also like Nana's about to come in. Um, so there's like a certain mixing of like, there, there's other moments coming up here where I think like Nana and Nobu's interiority, uh, becomes fused in a way where sometimes it's hard to, to differentiate the two. But, oh, you mean like in, um, this, in this volume that we're yeah, this volume that we're gonna read. Yeah. Um. But so, uh, this whole moon thing is specifically also like playing into this trope of uh love and everything. Um. So, and I know it's like a recurring image, so I just wanted to I wanted to put some of this stuff here so that like as we get to it, as the the manga goes on, we can you know everyone has this like reference point because I don't know if anybody everybody listening to this knows the the Natsumi Soseki, uh, Soseki translation of I love you would be the moon is beautiful tonight in Japanese. Yeah. The other thing about um, the, the initial quotation you went to the conversation with um, Hachi and June, where she's talking about uh, this like totally full moon being representative of the like unadulterated happiness um, that there's some like complete and total uh, happiness that is, like lost now um that way of thinking about happiness 
And in this context, I mean, the happiness is like the happiness with other people and their relationships. Um, and like the, I don't think it's a stretch to say that it's like uh, this kind of love, um, not just for Nana, but like Blast and everybody. Um, anyway, uh, it reminds me a lot of Nana's thinking about uh, about love, like this kind of the the version of it that we see in this volume um, being this kind of all or nothing uh, thinking where like, if Ren won't give me his all, then I, I don't want him. Um, yeah. But Nana has this desire to, for this like totality, um, this uncompromising, uh, unadulterated uh, love and devotion um, that like, well, I mean, we've discussed at length that that's so much of her um identity and like sense of uh security and her identity revolves around um yeah and it's interesting how uh hachi has this moment where she's having a very similar type of thought um regarding like the moon and she's thinking of her own happiness in this way. Um, but also the difference is interesting uh, because Hachi is in the moment when she's talking to Junko, like the whole tenor of that conversation. And what she's saying is that she accepts essentially uh, that this is gone. Um, and there's emotional layering to it, of, of course, um, where like, you know, we can look, read it and like well she is uh she is deeply sad about this uh as well it's just not like the predominant uh like affect in the moment um but i think it's also pointing to a key difference between hachi and nana like at this juncture where they have like they have this connection and there is a kind of understanding uh through like, like Hachi understands the emotion that, that Nana has, and she's, like, felt this, um, but she's more, she's, like, accepting that it's not possible, or, like, she's accepting the idea that it's not going to, like, continue or it's not possible somehow, um, and she's accepting it in a way that's, like, uh, seems to be healthy (laughs) um and uh this is something that nana is like really going to continue to struggle with like being able to accept uh any form of uh gap or like absence or uh impurity so to speak in like the devotion of ren or it, or in anybody else, basically, um, the people that she's seeking that that security from. Yeah, um, I mean, I guess the the to, to the comment of seems to be healthy. There is also a certain depressive quality to the the way that Hachi, like June, has a look of somewhat worry about being like, I'm never going to be happy again. <laughs> Yeah. Um so, yeah. There there is a certain amount of radi- radical acceptance um but there's also uh, there are ways that the ideas about the moon are going to also change. Um yeah. as a note, Nobu's is like uh 
there's more of the thing about thinking about like um you know the the system of capitalism that he's locked into I'll, I'll do again the finally our dreams are coming true but the ideals that we pursue and the reality that rushes towards us keep staring each other down they don't get along apparently people are locked into a system where you have to pay something in order to gain something i started to realize this the cycle of waxing and waning is pure fate um and this seems to be nobu's perspective because it's sort of over him and he's looking at the moon at, at the time uh nana also comes in um but especially this being like he he also has this sort of acceptance of just like there's the cycle of waxing and waning and that's just like how you know the moon will be it's full and it will be so yeah 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 uh which also kind of he's in this moment where uh he has sort of given up on hachi and is like ready to look for new love yeah um, but also in the same like double-edged way kind of like listless and yeah um not I, I I don't think despair is the right word, um, but like uh, a calmer state of dejection, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's like definitely nuances for Nobu and Hachi and, and how they're seeing it. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, I think a key well, difference and, and, being that. And like Hachi's feelings are like it, the moon is never going to be full for me again. Yeah, um, it's always and going Nobu's to be just like, yeah, yeah, and Nobu's like the the moon will be full again. <laughs> yeah, like it waxes and it wanes. Yeah, so you have um, like the continuum so, that, uh, essentially yeah. there. Uh, the arrangement of the three perspectives is like <laughs> uh, the extremities on either end. Hachi being like never, Nana wanting it always, uh, and then Nobu being like, <laughs> well, that's going to wax and wane. Mm-hmm. Um. um. But yeah, we'll talk. Yeah. We'll we'll talk as like moon stuff develops further. Because sure, uh, and there's, there's I think more it is like a sig- metaphors yeah. in the. In and I think volume. it'll be a significant thing to to think about in terms of like where characters are at as they return to talking about the moon. So yeah, um, do we want to get into synopses? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'll go first. <clears throat> okay, chapter thirty-seven. Shin and Rayrelet continue to exchange emails while Nobu messages Hachi. Although Hachi is moved, she does not reply. Takumi goes with Hachi to meet Hachi's parents, and Takumi impresses them with his expensive gifts and serious business attitude, but Hachi keeps thinking of Nana and Shin. Reira wakes up to find Ren asleep in the bathtub, seemingly after using drugs, and throws out his joint. Blast finishes up their recording boot camp and takes up residence in the dorms, where uh, Nobu meets porn star Yuri Kosaka. When Nana tells him he can't fall for Yuri, Nobu confronts Nana about how he's given up on Hachi and that the band's success is different than her winning Hachi back. Uh, he's just like genuinely confused, uh, seemingly. Um, but nonetheless, like this, these questions uh, cause Nana to hyperventilate. Uh, chapter 38, Nana is helped through her attack by Yasu, Nobu, Dormate, uh, Miu, and I'm going to make sure to, to really say Miu not and not Miu. Miu. Yeah. yeah. Um, two syllables, Miu, uh, who also has hyperventilation attacks and because of that has more knowledge about how to handle them, like use a paper bag for the, you know, um, hyperventilating stuff. Um, and then eventually, uh, Ginpei, who takes her to, like, the company doctor, um, 
She learns that the hyperventilation is likely related to stress or anxiety, i.e. she's having panic attacks or trauma attacks. Uh, meanwhile, uh, is, she's also told that she should probably go to therapy. Uh, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> meanwhile, Takumi sees Reira with Shin's lighter and immediately suspects something. Um, does not have proof right now, but definitely like makes note of this. Yeah, so he will find I think proof. We- yeah, I, I think he probably <laughs> deduces yeah. it in the moment, but doesn't like say explicitly that he, he doesn't has. have the serial numbers matching yet. But he will have the serial numbers matching. <laughs> yeah, um, Nana throws herself into her work rather than seeking psychiatric help, um, and even reaches out or or does like also doesn't even reach out to Ren or Hachi. She's just like fully like I'm just gonna work, and if I'm working hard, then I'm not paying attention to how I'm mentally ill. Um, We've all been there. <laughs> or at least some of us have been there. Uh, Nobu begins to befriend Miu. Uh, Blast performs a, supri- a surprise gig at Shinjuku Crossing, and Hachi attends after receiving a text from Nana. Uh, Nana reflects on how many people swing to new loves so easily and decides she can't keep uh, Nobu and Yasu locked in a state of unrequited love. Um, and then while using a, a paper bag to try to manage her attacks, uh, alone, she decides to finally break things off with Ren. Chapter 39. Blast and Trap Nest prepare for their joint TV appearance, uh, which I, I don't know if it's said exactly, but has been orchestrated by the label. Yeah. Um, during a break between practice and initial setup. Shin goes to secretly hook up with Reira, and they talk about their relationship as no longer transactional, uh, but willing and maybe even fated. Um, so, well, yeah, we could talk about this. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll break this down more, but this Meanwhile, is at least what they are saying in the conversation. Yeah. Uh, mainly Reira is saying this, but <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Nana goes to her room to rest, but encounters Ren there instead. She thinks they're going to break up, um, that he's basically come to like end things. Uh, but instead, Ren proposes marriage, and they have breath play sex. Nonetheless, Nana rejects the marriage proposal, for now at least. Or, if not like rejecting, defer- kind of like demurs or sidesteps it. Um, I feel like she does just kind of say no at some point, but, um, but yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll look at that as we'll look at this as well. Um, we'll yeah. look at all this goes without saying. Um, and the bands meet before the live TV event and Rayra, uh, Nana sees Rayra and is like, Oh my God, it's Rayra. Um, I hate her. <laughs> and then Rayra like disarms her by running up and being like really kind and asking to be Nana's friend. Chapter 40. Nana's thoughts turn further inward as the live event begins. Uh, she begins to suspect there might be some affair between Takumi and Reira, and also reflects on the many ways public personas differ from but constrain our inner lives. Um, hopefully that sentence makes sense, but you know, the public person that you have to be is different than the inner person, but is also constraining the inner person. Yeah. Um, ultimately, she decides to accept Ren's proposal for marriage, but with internal reluctance and an admittance that it is at least partially for helping change the public Im- image of their relationship. Um, there's at least a certain tone of her doing this as a business move. Um, even if it's also something that in some ways she does want. 
Yeah. Or, um, or she's like accepting that it's happening because of business. It, yeah. Like it's, it may not be like her intent to do it for business, but like, that's why, <laughs> like knowing that's why it's happening. And then that being kind of like fucked up. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Hachi watches the live TV event with June and worries constantly about Nana the entire time. Um, Afterwards, she expresses regrets about not having closure with Shoji and her fears that she is doing the same thing to Nobu. And Junko doesn't really know how to help with this. Um, the most just admitting she is out of her element. <laughs> yeah. Just um, do what you think is right. Hachi. Yeah. Uh, Blast goes back to the dorms to play Mahjong with Yuri and Mew. Um, and Nana is thrown back into desperation when Hachi texts Shin uh to invite them all to the fireworks festival, which is like a makeup event for the, there's the canceled fireworks in that summer, um, where they just like lit the, the little store bought ones, um, when there was the typhoon and this is like, it's been rescheduled and they're going to have it. So Hachi invites Shin, um, and also kind of the rest of last, but, uh, chapter 41, Yasu convinces, uh, Ginpei to let blast, go to the fireworks festival in disguise. <clears throat> Meanwhile, Hachi stops in at Jackson Hole after seeing her OBGYN before heading to the fireworks and, of course, r- runs into Shoji. Um, in parentheses, does he go anywhere else? Um, Three question marks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Shoji doesn't have a life. Uh, meanwhile, Except burgers. <laughs> His life yeah. is burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he lives a charmed life, that Shoji. <laughs> his only worry is burgers. <laughs> uh, his only pleasure and his only concern. <laughs> um, meanwhile, Takumi tells the rest of Trap Nest and their, mana- uh, and their manager that Ren wants to marry Nana. Because uh, Ren has told Takumi, like, hey, I want to marry Nana. Um, so Takumi like, breaks the n- this news to Trap Nest. And Takumi and Reiro talk alone about Ren's drug addiction and Takumi's business reasons for wanting to support the marriage. Um, although, of course, this co- this conversation is also complicated. Um, yeah. Takumi's real intent is kind of... Um, well, it's we'll definitely get into this combo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Reiro pushes back, saying that it would be bad for two of uh, Trap Nest members to get married... Uh, like around the same time, because the fans wouldn't like it. Takumi decides to pro- to postpone his own marriage instead of Ren's. So, um, it was this a pun? Um, no. That, okay. <laughs> no, it's just okay. called Jackson Hole. Well, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't put anything she past. goes to see her OBGYN and then goes to Jackson Hole. I can't mm-hmm. control the fact that Hole is in the title or is the name of the restaurant. Okay. I'm just just checking. Yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway. <laughs> um, chapter 37. So, as always, first page. Um, I realized the time had come to face the problem I'd been trying not to think about. I was steeped in denial and was only deceiving myself. Um, this is 
Like, obviously, the, the immediate thing you think of when you read this is this thing that, especially, like, from the perspective of, like, future Nana, makes sense of, like, the problem is that she's, like, not going and talking to Hachi and those sorts of things. Um, but also, as the chapter goes on, there's, like, this way that it also seems like this is linking to, like, her relationship with Ren and this idea of, like, that she thinks that they should break up, especially because you turn the page and you immediately get like the splash page of them making out. Yeah. Um, um, and I, I would go, I would go a step further and say like, this is both. Um, yeah. Like the, the problem that she's trying not to think about, well, there are, are two problems that f- very clearly fit this definition that pop up explicitly. And, the first one is the conversation with Nobu, which we'll get to, uh, where she has her um, like her panic attack because mm-hmm. Nobu raises the problem <laughs> uh, that she can't uh, that she doesn't have an answer for, and then the other problem is like the one that occupies a, a great deal of the plot of the volume, especially for Nana, and that is her like her relationship with Ren, like the, um, the separation there and the like immense and deeply conflicted feelings that she has about that. Um, and there's also a way that these two are intertwined because as we're getting into these volumes that are, are dealing more explicitly and directly with like Nana as a person with neglect trauma, there is also this way that like, Ren is that you know we we ended last time with the like uh figurative or like symbolic wedding between Ren and Reira. Um Ren is going to like continue to aggravate this neglect like wound that uh Nana has. Hachi would not be a person who would do that. And so there's also this way that that stuff is intertwined. Um that like yeah part of the thing that is probably going to ultimately be best for Nana, like healing and moving forward is having somebody who is going to like be more who she needs from a person who is going to like be devoted to her in this way that she needs. Cause Ren is not going to be that. Yeah. Um, and I think the other, um, Nana and Ren are both doing it. A, v- a very similar type of thing to each other mm-hmm. um, where like, I mean, th- they're both making decisions that are prolonging like the separation and are like deepening the rift between them um, because of like their uh, intense uh, like grief <laughs> uh, about, like the rift itself. Um, and so I, so th- there is like this kind of um, spiral that's happening with both of them. I feel like um, related to like their similarity. Um, so I guess the point being that there's like a, um, there's a two-sidedness to to that dynamic. Um, and then, you know, Hachi, for Nana, this is another separation, but it's like, uh, the the reasons are different, of course. Um, yeah. 
but nonetheless, she's like separated from from both of these people um, that are the the two main uh, uh, objects of like affection and desire. Yeah. Um, getting into the actual chapter. Um, I mean, moving quickly through here, but we we get two messages uh, sent somewhat in secret. We get Shin seeing the email from Ray Ryan smiling. Um, and then Hachi, uh, you know, smiling a little bit at sleeping Takumi, but then seeing the new message, um, and going to like read it in secret and seeing it's from, it's from Nobu, um, and being like very clearly moved by this. Um, and afraid. And then of course, Nobu just having the, you have no new messages. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, the, the fear of Hachi, um, it comes through, comes through here. Um, yeah. I think like potentially remembering, um, the rate what, uh, that was linked to Takumi's jealousy, like motivated part, at least partially by Takumi's jealousy of, of Nobu. Um, yeah. and so her like fear running, locking herself in the bathroom, um, important to note. Um, I also thought, uh, just a note here of how quickly Shane can read Nobu about what's going on. Um, of course, Shane also familiar with waiting for emails. <laughs> yeah. Um, same. Uh, yeah. And Shin being, um, I think like the, the very beginning of this with the password, um, and then we, it, uh, the perspective changes and we see it's Shin typing in his own password. Um, yeah. there's this kind of metaphor for Shin's like, uh, shit, his hiding, um, yeah. like how he conceals. Uh, and so he's very attuned, um, similar to like Takumi in the way that, uh, Takumi is violent and like has this violent worldview. Um, but then he's like hyper attuned to, <laughs> uh, all of the like horrible machinations uh, that are going on around around them. Uh, yeah. Shin has the same thing where, like, he's obsessed with, or maybe obsessed is a, a strong word. Um, he's he's often hiding himself, um, and so he, like the the other dimension of this is his like intense interest in finding out other people's secrets and like seeing through them. Yeah. Um. Then uh, we get a little bit, which we'll return to, but we get the stars here as as more of an image. Um, yeah, but, uh, I think we'll have a part where they t- that comes up a little bit more than this. Um, but uh, noting it here, especially because in this moment, it also kind of gets linked to drugs. There's the like the stars here are dangerous. If you stare at them long enough, you think you can reach them, and you feel like your dreams will come true. It'll take you higher than mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So the linkage between like dreams, ambition, celebrity, and drugs, because um, the stars figuring, you know, as celebrities, and this will be, like you said, um, the metaphor will be extended later, and this will become even more clear. But the yeah. uh, the linkage here being important. Um, I don't have too much for the meeting between uh. Takumi and Hachi's family. Um, I mean, there's some like good funny bits in this, but <clears throat> um, yeah, Takumi 
acknowledging um he has this moment where he says uh well he reveals that his plan is to eventually work behind the scenes in the music industry um so he's like it reveals he's expecting trap nest to end at some point um and he says of course i'd like to be in this band forever but there are so many factors and variables involved that aren't just up to me uh which is an interesting thing for takami to say uh someone who is really bent on control <laughs> um so there's this uh I, I first time we're seeing an awareness from Takumi uh, that of his own like lack of control, um, and then he has this seeming acceptance, which is probably um, uh, a little bit of a uh, of a mask here. Uh, we don't know. I don't know how much he truly accepts not being able to control things. Yeah. Um. We also get, um, let me see, because I know there's a, there's a thing in here with, um, like, the importance, uh, so as we move on from here, there's, like, some more of Ray Rez, uh, email. I'm trying to remember where this is, where there's the exact part where she's sort of talking about, like, the importance of, um. Yeah, I, I've got Something it. like, yeah, re- oh, yeah, um, yeah. you have the, yeah. Yeah, the, ba- the. Um, bond between the band and, ha- and their handlers. Yeah. Yeah. So in Raver's email, she's overlaid on this like montage of scenes from uh, the boot camp with Blast and the, the label personnel. Um, Raver's email is saying the main reason Gaia combines recording with boot camp is to strengthen the bond between the band and their handlers. Shin, the handlers you'll be working with are like family that support the band. So I think the camp is really important. Try to make the most out of it. Um, and this comes right after we see, like, Rayra and her handler, Mari, in bed, like, have fallen asleep in the same bed, seemingly. Yeah, and um, it's also cut into the scene of Takumi meeting Hachi's family. Yeah. Um, and also cut into this, there is, like, some more of the, just the specifics of, like, them at the boot camp. Um, like, we get, like, a couple... We get like a page of like recording and stuff, and then we get like some asides as well. So yeah, yeah. There's um, it basically an extended, uh, like consideration of family <laughs> that's happening in in these pages. Um, yeah, and then uh, I'll note. So we cut back to the scene of uh, cut back to Hachi's house. Uh, they ask. Hachi's parents asked Takumi about his his family. They're like, oh, we want to meet your family. Um, and He's like, my mom's dad and my dad's a horrible alcoholic. I hope he does not come to the wedding. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he didn't... Uh, yeah, you, you paraphrased it well. Um, yeah. And, yeah, uh, there's this, there is this part where he says... Um, you know, my mother was sick, so my family was quiet and serious. I always seem to be attracted to people who are upbeat and outgoing. Um, and we get Hachi sort of, you know, th- we get like this bit of like spotlight onto her face, um, in this little reaction panel. And then we get like inner cut, uh, from back when, uh, Nana met Hachi's family. So it's kind of weird being around this happy family scene. Um, so 
you know, a strong the, indication yeah. again <laughs> of the parallel uh, for the reader. But then also, like we we also we're literally seeing that Hachi is making this connection too. Um, yeah, and there's also this like in this moment the specific line being drawn between um nana meeting hachi's family and takumi meeting hachi's family takumi far more like explicitly this is this man i'm going to marry sort of meeting um but of course we talked about all the ways that the the other meeting had this like vibe of bringing your girlfriend home but you're just saying your roommates yeah because <laughs> you're not really sure. out yet um so i think that's also bringing some of that up yeah um and, and we also get the inner cut, uh, Shin, I wish had been born as your child, Hachi. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, so this the extended treatment of family culminating with Shin being brought in, which really makes this an interesting uh, um, array <laughs> of, uh, of panels here. Um, yeah. I will, I will pause on the Takumi portion for a minute. Um, first to say, uh, that like this definitely hit home for me. Um, first of all, uh, you know, I always seem to be attracted to people who are upbeat and outgoing. Um, this just rang true for me, uh, as someone who comes from a fucked up family, (laughs) uh, and my fiance, has well I'll, I'll qualify by saying of course every family has problems yeah um but my fiance's family being um still like whole and uh m- much much healthier <laughs> uh than mine um and there is a deep like uh sense of um security and like fulfillment um, to just enter into that that kind of space um, when so I, I do think there's something there that's this is just like true that <laughs> you uh, that it like makes you feel good and that you seek uh, people like me who have that <laughs> a messed up family uh, may have some sort of uh, seeking out type behavior Um and then, uh, in addition to that, um, talking to me being like, oh, my father, don't even, don't even go meet him. Like, please don't, uh, I don't want to invite him to our wedding. I don't want him to ruin it. Uh, as someone who's having a wedding in a few months, yeah. uh, strong, strong feelings <laughs> of the same, um, here. So, uh, like for me personally, this uh, this this really hit home. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Like, <laughs> I've also been feeling really bad about this <laughs> for uh, for a few months. So, uh, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'll also uh, on a non personal note. Uh, the so we have talking me saying this, and then we have. Hachi, like, again, um, remembering the cutaway to her memory, uh, remembering Takumi saying, if the father's bad, the baby will grow up to be bad too. I'm the perfect example. 
Uh, so I think in the context of we just got the explicit linkage of Nana and Takumi. Um, and I think this in a subtle way, um, but, uh, but also fairly, fairly clearly for me, um, it's, it's bringing out another parallel, which is, uh, Takumi's idea about, uh, like the son being, if the father's bad, the son's going to be bad and become a bad father. Um, it, it occurred to me when I was reading this, that, uh, this is a very similar, this is basically the mirror image of Nana's fear of motherhood. Yeah. Where she's like, uh, the idea of like herself becoming a mother is this like verboten, uh, or like extremely emotionally fraught and unapproachable thing. Um, because she has all of this like anxiety about her own mother, um, having abandoned her. Um, so I think like the operative fear is, uh, it's like the same fear in essence. Um, so another kind of rung in this, uh, very extensive, uh, paralleling, uh, between Nana and Takumi. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, cutting dish in at the end, which I think is where you wanted to go. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we, we end there for like this scene and then I immediately go to, to Rayra, um, waking up, uh, and then finding Ren in the bathtub. Um, there's, there's a part of this that feels like slightly comically, uh, after school special, um, where it's like the, the, <laughs> the marijuana joint. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. Uh, and it also seems like a poorly rolled joint. Just speaking <laughs> myself. Uh, just speaking um, from slight yeah. amount of experience, maybe. Um, there's also this vibe of like, I, I know that like drug stuff is like really, really taboo in Japan. Uh, so there's also this like vibe of like, it wants to have him like, you know, there's like a syringe or something because he's like done heroin or whatever. Uh, but it's just like it, it's not allowed to depict that, so it's like weed. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But like it him is... in the bathtub is such a like he was like injecting something vibe, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I I haven't ever f- fallen asleep in the bathtub. Um, after after after, after yeah, yeah. <laughs> after smoking some pot <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so i mean there is something i don't think you can get around like acknowledging that <laughs> uh but as you pointed out i mean there's there's reasons why like it's weed yeah um and then if we kind of get past that first like incredulity or we set it aside um that we can focus on you know what's actually being communicated uh um, around yeah. like ren and his we'll just we'll just call it a drug addiction yeah um but uh i think one of the the significant things so like rayra crawls into the bathtub basically um to like try and wake up ren we get the come on be a good boy uh line um, and then Mari comes in and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> and we have the very like Rayra blushing slight comedy face here. Um, yeah. With the like sleeping Ren. Um, but Mari is just like concerned. Uh, and then of course 
significant here too. We then get the Dear Shin email, um, where she was talking about how she left the lighter in Japan because she was like, didn't want to lose it or break it, but then felt anxious not having it. Um, we have in like the big, like white highlight here to cherish something is a difficult thing to do. Um, which of course is ringing beyond just the, the lighter in many different ways in this, this moment in the manga. But, um, uh, and then there's the, um, I want to look you in the eye and talk to you to look deeply at someone else with no lies is to look at yourself as well. If you look away, you lose. I don't want to lose. Um, so another bit of significant, um, text just to highlight for, for considering through some of the other stuff. Yep. Uh, um, I'll, I'll make one last comment about the Ren and Rera. Um, so I didn't, uh, realize this. Uh, on my first read through, but when I was slipping through earlier, it, it kind of it occurred to me um, this whole like extended treatment of family with all these juxtapositions. Um, it seems like it falls away with the Ren and Vera scene, but actually, I don't think it does because uh, we have. I mean, so first of all, we have Vera like kind of taking this caregiver role uh, with Ren, which is an interesting thing and again after the symbolic marriage of the two yep uh but then we also have the subtext continuing here where uh we we may be invited to start thinking about ren's like depression and drug addiction subtly linked to his own like family history or lack thereof um yeah. like we're seeing all we're having all of these scenes about the the trauma of resulting from family the comfort of family um like how important this is uh how much it forms this like <laughs> uh how much it motivates and shapes people's emotions um and then we see ren like in like drug addiction for unstated reasons right after uh yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh the manga i think will take us there more explicitly later uh but this is still just kind of, it's like in the background. Um, but we can start thinking about it now because we're, we're getting pointed, we're getting signs. Um, yeah. And then I think it's even further reinforced by Rira having this maternal posture, uh, like this be, be a good boy when she's trying to wake him up. Um, and then if you flip to the next page, uh, his like head in her chest, which we had... Uh, Twice before, um, I think we mentioned this last time, where it's like yeah. Nobu and Hachi and then Ren and Nana. And both times, they're like, uh, they state like, oh, they're like a baby. Um, thereby, like, kind of putting themselves in, like, imagining themselves in a maternal. Uh, so, like, this pose itself <laughs> is already, like, uh, figured in the manga. It, uh with this paralleling. Um, so there's a maternal element here to Rera that like, I think um, it's also pointing us to Ren's like relationship to family and, um, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, Mari coming in here after the talk of like the bond between the handler and the, you know, the band um, also sort of a part of this, this family in a way. Um, and of course the email with Shin yet another, Yep, um, Shin, yep, exactly. 
Um, Just another, you know, going to call out the tight structuring <laughs> of this manga. Yeah. Uh, and the, the design of it. Um, there's often much more than meets the eye. <laughs> uh, so this is a good moment. I just want to call that out. Uh, praise it in the in the moments where it's really uh it's really doing something uh really do something something uh praiseworthy or impressive yeah um we then have moving into the dorms um i did want to note uh we have this way that like the bathtub has been linked both with like sex but also with intimacy um and so yep. there's no bathtub being a one of the the things that uh nana is most upset here about going to the dorms yep um we get another connection here ren sleeping in the bathtub <laughs> in the yeah. prior scene <laughs> um and now nana has no bathtub um yeah. complaining about the lack of the bathtub um they're both like seeking that uh the like comfort uh, um, of the bathtub in in the various ways uh so <laughs> anyway you know just another yeah. another subtle connection here um and we also get the the lack of like intimacy or privacy further highlighted by the attempting to do a phone call with the like weird yakuza police officer guard in the front <laughs> yep um like the moment when I, she's resolving cuz she's like oscillating uh with her like resolution to reach out and call Ren, she's like, it's it's vacillating, and then the tragic moments were, were like, and this is happening with Hachi too a lot of the time. Um, yeah, we're like, she's struggling emotionally and and not reaching out because of that. Uh, but then like when she does, it's like fate. <laughs> uh or you know some coincidence stops stops it from happening tragically um and so this is another like but it's also because of the dorms and like the yeah this lack of like out. intimacy and privacy that exists in this space yeah um yeah and we we have her then thinking about um you know i won't be able to see him for a while if he can't give me his all then i'd rather not talk to him that's what i should say I'm having a hard time breathing. It's probably because the air is polluted. That's why I hate Tokyo. Um, and of course, this is like the beginning of a, a potential panic attack, but it's a little bit milder, you know? Um, and she sort of quickly moves on from it. Um, so as, uh, as a note here, you know, this like, you know, hyperventilating this trauma attack thing she has is like coming up a little bit about Ren. Um, but we'll see it far more intensely around Hachi. So um but we of course then get introduced to yuri kosaka uh the next door neighbor for uh nobu here um and uh notably and this gets commented on uh yuri looks a lot like hachi i think this gets like specifically mentioned later mm -hmm. um but has like similar haircut sort of a similar face um and of course nana's initial reaction at seeing her is she's beautiful uh you know nosebleed heart thumping heart out of her thumping. chest yeah yeah yep <laughs> um so you know just as a, a note in here <laughs> yeah and then yuri kind of having the like hachi-esque like yeah. oh can i have your autograph yeah like, it's, it's you, really nana. you nana can i have your autograph yeah yeah 
Um, one note here. I don't think we've gotten to the official moment of the, the switch. Um, but, uh, the room that Nana moved into, uh, of course, just to do a little bit of Nana the manga numerology, 602, uh, which if you add together, it'd be eight or Hachi. Um, and the room that Nobu, uh, first goes into is 502, which would add together to be seven or Nana. Um, and after the switch where specifically it's like, you cannot be next door to, to Yuri. You have to be thinking about Hachi is also, you need to move to the, the room that's going to add up to Hachi. So, um, yeah, yep. yeah. Just, <laughs> just a, just a bit of numerology. We yeah. also get other moves that I don't know if they're like quite as significant, but like Shin was six Oh three, uh, and then moves to four Oh one. So yeah, you've got all the, all the, um, room numbers here in the notes doc. Yeah. We can um, look at that. I later. don't know if all of them are significant, but this switch in particular, it felt like it's because it's the ones that add up to seven and eight, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so it feels like the most significant ones. Um, but yeah, we get the uh, discussion here about Yuri. Um, <laughs> everybody else in Blast knows that she's a porn star. <laughs> Especially Yasu. Yeah. Uh, Not in particular. It's like, Yasu, why do you also know this? Um, Also, Shikai Corporation is just like definitely a Yakuza family. Uh, Yeah. This never gets stated explicitly, but it definitely is. The the thing about Yasu knowing Yuri, uh, it it is like, I mean, it's funny. um, Yeah. But then there's also character work happening here uh, where... Cause it's much more highlighted, like his knowledge of Yuri and uh, like more so than the others. Um, and I think it's like uh, suggesting like there's, there's a way that Yasu, Yasu has been non-sexual right throughout. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I think this is kind of pointing to like, okay. Yeah. Like we've seen Yasu have this like total, totally internalized and, and repress his like sexual feelings and you know he's referred to as a monk and um everyone including us the reader has this is given this impression um but this is a moment where it's like okay yeah he's not like this might not just be like who he is this is like something that he's struggling with and he's like coping behind the scenes um and this is like a way that he's perhaps like coping or i mean whatever term you want to use for it uh, I'm not saying it's unhealthy, um, but like <laughs> that, like, oh yeah, Yasu is sexual. Like he's just like looking at a lot of porn because he's like completely <laughs> uh, will not allow himself to like act on his sexual like urges at all with other yeah. people. Um, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, we get this uh, confrontation then with Nobu and uh nana or nana's like you have to switch rooms with me um you can't have yuri kosaka living next door to you uh don't forget about our operation operation win hachi back or win back hachi uh we vowed to fight together so you can't get with the other ladies uh nobu says what are you talking about i think you misunderstood misunderstood you were hanging all over yuri no not about that you bet i was sorry (laughs) um (laughs) I'm not fighting to get Hachi back. They're separate issues. Hachi and the band are two different things. Um, we get like the shock of Nana here. 
Um, why do I have to help you keep Hachi in your ring? I've totally given up on her for real. So just do what you want. Um, and then, uh, you know, we get the, what am I fighting for? Uh, this is interior stuff from, from Nana. Uh, we have to fight to get our music recognized in the mainstream. Hachi has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nobu can go out with whoever he wants. But then, where and how do Hachi and I stay connected? I can't go back to that place, and even if I did, Hachi's not there. Um, and that's this, she has this kicks it off. Yeah, she has this big um, trauma, panic attack. Uh, we get her tugging at the collar, which I'm mm-hmm. just highlighting for later. Um, but this, like, you know, wanting to get the, the choker off of her um, in this moment. Um, her being, yeah, su- suffocated by it. Um. Yeah. And then the panic um, attack manifesting as this like asphyxiation and ability to breathe. Um, yeah. And then the choker be- um, becoming a, a which when thing. when I have when I have neglect trauma attacks, it also feels like an inability to breathe. Um, I don't know if some of that is just linked with me having asthma, but um, yeah. Um, yeah. We as, get to... <laughs> I mean, uh, not well. You, we're we're already in the personal realm again, but. Um, mm-hmm. Having a fiance who like also has panic attacks, um, they manifest like the same way. Yeah, uh, around breath. I, I I mean I'm sure this is co- common. Uh, yeah, but like still notable. <laughs> uh, yeah, especially symbolically notable in the context of the manga. Yeah, and especially like so we have this moment where um, she's starting to have the panic attack, and we get like the the ripples of water here. Um, which is also significant because when we get to future Nana, we will get her like gazing at the sea um, and thinking about how the only reason why she's not throwing away the life that she has is that Hachi gave it to her. Um, so there's also this way that like the sea and asphyxiation or drowning are being linked. Um, we'll also get this with fish in this. Um, so, yeah. Um, but, and of course we get this brief intercut of Shin asking, uh, how to say a word which is uh itsawari the lie um and then uh nobu calls uh yasu to come and we get the uh the helping out with the the um you know panic attack here um miyu coming by and saying i think she's hyperventilating uh you feel like you're going to die but you don't a living hell um she will apologize for her, her bit of cruelty later, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think <clears throat> the, um, the question that Nobu asks, why do I have to help keep Hachi in your ring? Um, is basically the exact right question. <laughs> uh, that, but also the question that not, can't answer yet. Um, but then, I guess to phrase it another way, like, why does Nobu need to be the proxy <laughs> uh, for Nana and Hachi to have a connection or a relationship? Um, yeah. And when Nobu poses this to Nana, um, she like she just simply cannot answer um, or like come up with a way. Uh, for her and Hachi to be connected. Yeah. Uh, and then it's like that um, insurmountable 
separation, the like loss, and this is like the core, um, uh, like trauma and phobia. Well, <clears throat> I guess phobia may not be the right term exactly, um, but the core like trauma and anxiety that she has of like loss, um, because she can't come up with a way uh, to bridge this gap and to like have this connection. That's not turning Nobu into the proxy. And um, yeah. Why, why is a proxy needed basically? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> well, not a, not a can't answer right now. Um, and then we, we end on this. Um, hey, Hachi, the harder you struggle, the further you sink. People are such futile creatures. This, of course, referring to to drowning, um, a thing where people often struggle as they're drowning and it it makes them sink further. Um, uh, And then if I can be reincarnated, I want to be a fish. I'm going to swim with Ren, just the two of us inside a little fishbowl. So, of course, being a fish being a thing that would um, make you not drown, but rather that is the thing that you are in all the time. Um, yeah, and that you can't moment. possibly get out. Yeah, because you're um, trapped in the fishbowl. <laughs> there's also this uh, thing where when I first saw these fish, I thought that they were beta fish, um, which would then be really cynical and poignant because um, beta fish, famously, like especially in a smaller case, like even like this aquarium, which is a, you know. Uh, Mio has a decently sized aquarium here. Um, but if you have beta fish and you want to have multiple in the same tank, um, you have to have like female beta fish because if you have, uh, um, like multiple male beta fish or, uh, also a male or, and female beta fish, the male will usually like, especially if it's male and female, the male will, will bully and kill the, the female one in most cases. And if they're two male ones, they'll just like fight and, um, probably end up killing each other too. Um, they're just like very aggressive. Um, so I was like, oh wow, that's like kind of cynical and dark, but poignant of like, <laughs> oh, what I want to be is like <laughs> beta fish in a tank where the, the, you know, that we can kill each other and die together because we killed each other or well, we're, where Ren will kill me, which is the thing that's going to sort of come up later. Um, not even that we will kill each other and die, but you know, usually the the male will kill the female. the 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 thing where it would then work would be the two females, which would be Nan and Hachi. However, I then looked into this, so I just wanted to make sure I was right. These are not beta fish. I think they're actually guppies, which are just <laughs> totally uh, peaceful and fine fish that won't uh, bully and kill each other. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> but the significance of the fish does uh, perhaps not as beta fish. Uh, yeah, but it there is still significance here because um, we go. Uh, so we have this. This is the last um, panel, basically of thirty-seven, and well, then we have this uh, cutaway page of Ren and Nana in the bathtub, which from like volume one, I think. Yeah, but we have two fish and water together, uh, mm. f- figured explicitly as Nana and Ren. Then we get Nana and Ren in water together in the bathtub. <laughs> uh, and then we get opening page of the next chapter, uh, which is, again, the same. Uh, well, not the same shot, but the fish, again, overlaid yeah. with, if I die now, I don't think Ren would. From This is not a 
uh, speaking from, well, what we can talk about the location of this, uh, like the chronological location. Uh, but yeah. she says, if I die now, I don't think Red would die with me anymore, but that's all right. That's the way it should be. I'm crazy for thinking that's sad. Um, and uh, before we talk about the chronological location, um, I just want to uh, mention that, like, th- to me, this is again pointing to um, Nana's desire for, uh, like, a total and absolute, uh, like, devotion or or love. Um, and uh, we've been talking about this the, the whole time, so it won't go in too deep. Um, but I just think the whole thing about them dying together. Um, well, one way of thinking about this, uh, and I think this is probably the operative thing that's going on. Um, if you have this kind of bond with somebody where if you die, they die. uh then that's so absolute. That means you could never be without them. Uh, and it's like, this is the darkest uh, manifestation of that desire, um, which is like, it's so absolute that uh, it's, it's so absolute that like death is preferable um, or death is like desired. Um, and I think this it's appropriate because we're getting into the um, the manga is going to begin exploring, especially in this volume, um, like the dark undercurrent of these feelings for for Nana and Ren. Um, yeah, but yeah, point being, like uh, <laughs> this is the darkest uh, under uh, the darkest component of Nana's like desire, which is um, well, I just want someone who uh, like I want this relationship where. Well, let me rephrase. I so desire it to be impossible to be apart and to be like abandoned ever uh, that I want this arrangement <laughs> uh, where like it's inescapable. Like yeah, th- that we're so tied together um, that like if one person dies, the other person dies. And like, I, I just like, I want it to be like inescapable. Um, and uh, so the whole fishbowl motif, um, kind of bringing this out as well. Yeah. Um, and of course in the reread, we have to, to confront this opening page with the knowledge that Ren dies. Um, Nana does not die, but also will be gazing at the, the sea thinking about it. Um, but is choosing not to because of Hachi specifically. Um, so yeah. And of course, like when when Ren dies, um, Nana also is like, we'll see everything that happens when we get there. But uh, but that also then makes the because so often the the beginning and the ending feel like they are from the, the future. Um, but then the statement of if I die now, I don't think Ren would die with me anymore. Um, that statement feels slightly odd knowing where it's going to end. You know, right. if she's speaking um, from a, a point in time where Ren has already died. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, just as a, a additional aside there. Yeah. Um, but then the continuing self-awareness too, that we're getting on a lot of these like intro pages, uh, like not his own introspection of like, 
oh yeah, I can't say exactly why. Um, like, oh, I'm I'm just like I'm crazy for thinking that's sad, but she can't. Like knowing that this isn't fair, <laughs> uh, yeah. or knowing that this isn't healthy, um, which is like a step forward, uh, but also still not being able to like really excavate and name uh, like everything that's going on in there. Yeah. Um, we also have, uh, so we get a little bit of the introduction of Mew. I think we can defer some discussion of her as she develops as a character. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the note of like from the very beginning, I guess, um, she's sort of introduced as someone familiar with like, uh, this like pain and depression in a way. Um, but, uh, we'll get more of her as, as we go. Um, and then of course we, we continue to get this drowning metaphor of, I finally started breathing again. Like I was dragged up from the bottom of the sea. Yasu's chest smelled sweet, like blast cigarettes. I'm not going anywhere. Um, and I'm not going anywhere being, uh, at once like, uh, you know, there's like this desire to progress and and go places, but also this, like, I'm not like leaving, you know? (laughs) yeah Um, yeah like a stagnation but also like a life affirming depending on how you interpret it yeah um and then uh you know we we get uh ginpei taking them to the the agency doctor basically um again big yakuza vibes here (laughs) you got your own doctor to deal with things Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah, I remember that from from the first Yakuza game. Yeah. Um but uh you know one of the the biggest things here is uh even as the doctor is kind of talking about like you know this seems to be something about um like anxiety or whatever. Uh it takes a while for like that to even register with Nana where like um, you know, saying like, oh, like another attack won't occur. Like, you know, if it's related to this stuff, like use con, there's this confusion with like Yasu and Nana dating, um, and having sex. Um, but yeah, we, we get this a little bit about like, you know, it seems to occur like if you're nervous or upset, um, and Nana's still like, I'm a, I'm a singer. Like I run around, I, I run around on stage, like just thinking of it as like asthma you know mm-hmm. um or like oh some random like i could just have a panic attack on stage like for yeah. because we don't understand the reason or the cause um and then the doctor basically being like well like i can't really i i'm a i'm a physical doctor this is not a physical thing um i think there's this way that she's like still thinking of it as like a physical thing about her body um and it's like, it, you should go see a psychiatrist. That's like the person who will be able to help you figure out why you're having this. Um, and of course, we just immediately get the, um, you know, the like. The whiteout spotlight. Yeah. And like, that like internalized stigmatiz- uh, stigmatization that people have around mental health in this moment. Um, which was a, we've, of course, seen where like one, she'll say like there's something really wrong with me or like I must be crazy or whatever. Um, when she's like had those moments, uh, and then of course when it's like, Nobu sort of tries to bring up like, oh, there's something wrong with you. She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, to, to Genpei's credit, 
uh, trying Ginpei trying to like, uh, yeah, talk talk her out of that. You're a uh, blockhead who's totally full of prejudices. Your head won't break. Uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Like you just need help. <laughs> yeah, everyone these days has stressful lives, more or less. It's a messed up world we live in. You're just more sensitive than other people. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but and then her she still thinks. Like- yeah, yeah, I hate myself when I'm, when uh, I'm weak. For being weak, I, it's hard for me to tolerate myself. Um, Why aren't they giving up on me? Um, all that, that uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. But then even in this moment of, you know, why are these guys not giving up on me? Um, we get this sort of shot of them from afar, um, which I think the most like poignant one we're going to get is when like Yasu's literally carrying Nana after Ren dies. Um so, uh, but yeah, we, we have this and we'll, we'll get it coming up throughout this too. Like Nana coming to this realization of like, wait, I have a family here. Um, but this is one of those moments where we're, you know, we see the family going to the family van. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, um, um, when you said that, it made me remember the, um, Hachi splash page a couple volumes ago. Like Nana, do you still think that you don't have a family? Um, yeah and and so on uh, um and then uh as we have blast um we have the shot of blast like holding nana walking to the van being there for her like in her moment of need when um she is like vulnerable with them uh so we have like blast coming coming through for her when she's vulnerable uh to them uh and then we get immediately like the the same page on the bottom her like not telling ren what's going on with her um yeah so like intentionally not um opening up and i can't call you because i'm busy but i'm doing fine darling let's do our best yeah um and this also coming into trap nest which in this scene feels although they're all together in like their family van um it's a scene of like talk me being all about business um you know snatching the the lighter necklace um being suspicious of rara um so we get a little bit of a contrast there too yeah um but uh yeah i guess if if the point's not um made already like um though like I, I think this is just another um like the the next section of the spiral so to speak with ren and nana uh yeah where like they're both like i i was kind of trying to say at the beginning like they're both doing this thing where um they're turning away <laughs> to um to depl- continue <laughs> to deploy the uh um couples counseling terminology um because we could i mean if we could imagine a different uh a different story here where like oh hey ren yeah like i'm really struggling you know i'm having this thing going on and then like we can imagine what happens after that um yeah but then like they're both choosing to do this thing where i mean he's concealing his like addiction from her as well Mm-hmm. Um, so like there, this kind of continued spiral. 
Um, and we also get this, uh, you know, being busy was just an excuse. I think it was the same with Ren. But I was scared that if I heard Ren's voice, I'd have another attack. Um, so there is this knowledge uh, that that Nana has that this is in some way linked to Ren. Um, and, like, this neglect trauma stuff that she probably has around that. Um, but there's this less immediate recognition of Hachi. Even though Hachi is, like, the thing that has been most prominent about yeah. um but yeah we we get uh you know the busier i was the better i felt um this page with like all the you know slanted uh panel breakdowns of you know the busyness of being in a band um yeah they're like montage yeah uh obviously like driving home this stuff um and you know uh, when work was fulfilling, I felt good, so I didn't think I needed to go to a psychiatrist. There were so many people involved in Blast's uh, record release, so many that I couldn't remember everyone's names. I wasn't good at personal PR, but it wasn't painful. I felt that if I saw Hachi now, I could talk to her and smile. I felt that I could listen to her talk about Takumi and the baby. Um, but there was absolutely no time for that. Uh, so we get this like contrast of... I'm scared if I hear Ren's voice, I'll have another attack. I think that I could talk to Hachi right now, but I don't have time for either of these. I'm going to just keep working and and ignoring this. Yeah. Um, And the page flip here too. Like, yeah. um, There's, there's also a way that um, is the fact that she feels able to, to talk to Hachi contingent on her knowing that it's not possible yeah (laughs) um like this isn't really a real thing that i that might happen so like it's not it's not as scary because i know it's not going to happen yeah uh um and also the the potential outcome from it could be something else whereas like she's becoming more and more certain that just like her and ren need to break up Um, yeah yeah um I also just want to note that this page has some really great, like, little faces and stuff. Nana's faces in particular, excellent here. <laughs> oh, um, we yeah. We got a lot of, like, we got, like, a lot of loose, goofy Yazawa eye drawing, uh, drawings in a way that uh, some of these really serious chapters that we've had. Um, for, for due reason, there's not, like, a bunch of just little goofy faces where, like, Hachi is being uh, traumatized and everything by um, Takumi, but... Um, it was nice to get like a full page of just goofy faces, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, even if there's still a certain, like, you know, the goofy faces here are a not dealing with the actual problems, but, right. um, but yeah. We, and then we get this bit of, uh, Nobu starting to friend, befriend Mew more. Um, I think, and I'm, I'm okay with, kind of punting on the the Miu stuff to an extent yeah. just because she's now I mean she's a she's a character now <laughs> like yeah. we're gonna see a lot more of Miu yeah um I think the one thing that I I wanted to emphasize is um there's this thing where where Nobu's trying to understand how do I help out Nana like the doctor said um if we're like freaked out about what's happening it'll make things worse um but also, like, 
I don't know how to be calm when people are suffering. Um, and also like if someone was just being calm around you while you were suffering, wouldn't that make you feel lonely? Um, and Mew saying really the thing that's important is like, if you feel that compassion from someone that they still care about you, it doesn't really matter if they're like calm or anxious about it. Um, so I think this is a, a like additional important note. Um, and in particular, the like that having someone there who like has compassion for you just being the more important thing for uh, healing or, or like getting better with this rather than like the exact specifics of the response um, yeah. all the time. Yeah. And we shouldn't um, we shouldn't just completely completely neglect Nobu's character development um, because I think here it's revealed just how much. Um, we have a lot of shots of him um, in like the volume so far where it's just like uh, he's silent but uh, there's some really um, like carefully uh, illustrated expression that's uh, <laughs> conveying something um, so we, we have like uh, Yuzawa Ai is like showing gears turning um, and then in this conversation, it's like, we finally start, he finally starts talking. Um, and it's like, oh, he's like really thinking deeply <laughs> and caring deeply about Nada and like trying to learn how to like take care of people, specifically Nada here, but also like just in general thinking about like caring about the people around him. Um, and then also like processing his own loneliness. Um, processing like everything well, well and we'll see as we go like processing everything that's happened with hachi um and and all that so we don't want to really get nobu to shoji status and just completely raid him off <laughs> yeah uh, so we'll, we'll point um, that out we then get the the first of the unannounced concerts um taking place like you know, in the the middle of a busy district. Uh, this one, I believe, is Shibuya Crossing. Because um, I, I think the text to, to Hachi specifically... Or no, this is Shinjuku. Uh, Shinjuku Alta. Oh, no, wait, I think Shinjuku Alta might be in... Let me look at this up. Um, it's not that important. But uh, there's not too much to say about some of these pages. I mean, it's cool seeing the band, uh, you know, performing... Um, got the, the cover art for the seven episodes, the stretch of seven decided <laughs> there's going to be seven, 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 uh, cause it'll be 21 total. Um, but what better for, for this, you know, middle stretch of chapters than, uh, Nana looking at herself on a big screen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think the biggest thing in all of this is of course, uh, Hachi's there to witness, um, but also the message that has been sent to her. And some of it is like, they were specifically told, like, uh, you, you can't like really tell people about this. Um, and so she invites Hachi in this sort of vague way where she's not saying, Hey, we're doing these like secret concerts or whatever. Um, but the message that Hachi has gotten is a message that if I was Hachi would lead me to feel like that we're actually going to meet and talk rather than I'm going to be watching you from afar performing. Yeah. Um, and so even with this text, there's like a, um, this Absence. persistence of 
the 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 relationship they have right now is still of the the fan and the like performer. Yep. Um, yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That was my exact note too. Uh, yeah. Like it's notable that that Nana invites Hachi and that she's doing this reaching out. Um, but like, there's this rift. Um, mm-hmm. Like that's what their relationship is right now. Um, and so that that like limitation is. Um, still there yeah um we get this this two-page spread of the dueling bands um the the posters for their albums both releasing on halloween um and uh i guess i don't have a lot to say here other than of course there's a something going on here with Hachi being like, I want to wear Reira's dress for the wedding, and Takumi like, no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and of course, Hachi, I knew it, you and Reira have something going on. We do not, and what do you mean you knew it? <laughs> yeah. Um, There's something, it kind of, the Reira's wedding dress kind of reminds me of, like, it's these, like, this cursed coincidence type thing. That It's similar to the Sachiko name. Um, yeah where it's like (laughs) the the one thing that uh like the thing that you desperately don't want is the thing that like ends up sticking with you Mm -hmm. uh and like hachi wanting to wear reva's dress is like the worst possible thing (laughs) (laughs) uh that like especially like for takami in the way that like Takumi wanting the baby to, main, to be named Sachiko is like the worst thing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like the exact. So, yeah. you know, there's some deeper point in, in all of that um, that we don't need to dwell on. But uh, it just like I laughed at that because I was like, yeah, this is very similar to the <laughs> to the name, like the, the Sachiko name. Um, but yeah, we then get uh, Nobu continuing to become friends with Miyu. Um, and Nana, of course, sees it, but, um, here, I think this is a, a thing to at least briefly stop on. Um, why does everyone just swing from one person to another? Until recently, you kept saying, Hachi, Hachi, Hachi. Hachi's like that, too. Everyone's a fool. But forcing unrequited love on Nobu is cruel. I have no right to do that. But it just sucks. And then, oh no, my breath. And, of course, you know, thinking about losing Hachi here. Um... But then sees Yasu, and it seems to help a little bit. Um, But then continues to think, I can't keep Yasu in unrequited love limbo either. I had no intention of getting back with Ren, because I felt Yasu's extraordinary love. But I was swept away. Uh, I'm one of those fools, too. Um, And then is just, like, fully, I'm going to do the, the, like, paper bag myself to try and manage this feeling that I'm having on my own. Yeah. To, to um, get back to this uh, <laughs> desired state of total self-sufficiency and, um, and vulnerability. Yeah. And so, yeah, there is this mixed way where, like, um, part of it, there's this healthy step of, like, I need to give up some of this control that I want to have around these other people. It's um, not fair to, like, Nobu. It's not fair yeah. to Yasu to, like, try and do this. Um, but that also, this is a thing that is, like, somewhat isolating her and 
she is there there's something good about learning to manage some of your own like symptoms and stuff but there's also a way that is like somewhat lonely and isolating for her um, yeah so. well re- like i mean it's respecting boundaries right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like that literally is it that's the problem is the boundary <laughs> uh like it, i mean in a way uh yeah like boundaries <laughs> themselves are like the this place where you're uh where the connection is like severed is perhaps as maybe strong, but like where it, uh, you know, where you part ways, uh, it's like this gap, it's gaps between people. Um, and that's the exact thing that is like sensor. Um, and so, <laughs> yeah, like accepting boundaries is good, but she like, doesn't boundaries are extremely hard for her. Uh, mm-hmm. cause of the, like, core for uh anxiety um and then yeah uh hey hachi i thought that life was an uphill battle no no matter what but going with the flow isn't such a bad thing to do as long as you're moving forward so next chapter yeah chapter 39 Um, we do briefly get uh you know again an image in between here um which appears to be Blast when Ren was in the band. Oh yeah, that's a good. It's uh, a good catch. Yeah. Is this from the the Chris the um the yeah, show that might... we see early in the when she's like yeah getting like volume one from Misato? Yeah, yeah, I think this might be because then Misato is also clearly in the front there. Yeah, um, yeah, we might have to go back and check that. Yeah. Um, I I think it is notable that we are like getting these images from like, tra- uh, like young like volume one, early like w- in the relationship with Ren, um, things from Nana as these like little interstitial things between chapters, uh, in this volume. So, um, but yeah, uh, chapter thirty nine. My dream was to make it big with the band and become a household name all over Japan, even if the person I loved most wouldn't say my name anymore. Um, person I love most is that is that Ren or is that Hachi? Yeah, yeah. I mean that 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 is the question here, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I know. Well, of course we. I know your answer to that. Yeah. Um, oh, I guess like, well, I don't, this is maybe a slight detour, but, um, is it the right way to think about it that like Nana loves Hachi more than she loves Ren? Like even as, and I say that like, we can still pause it, which we've argued for and, you know, I think we'll, um. We both obviously believe is amply supported um, that the manga is really pointing towards like the that the best resolution, the like most fulfilling resolution is that is Hachi and Nana together. Um, but does that have to like be because she loves Hachi more than she loves Ren, or? Can we say, like, 
do we not have to do that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, cause my feeling is like, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the bigger thing and we'll, we'll also get to this with like some of the stuff with the, the rings and everything as well. Um, you know, as we've talked about, like there is this way that, um, it, aside from like their love, there's still this way that Ren is continually choosing Rayra. Um, and that is like one of the more core issues here, or in, like in himself, or Trapnest, or something else. Yeah, like y- yeah, or like yeah. for some reason affecting this separation, um, or maybe a combination of reasons. Um, um, I mean, certainly Nana feels like it—it's him choosing Rera. Um, I think like from. Like for for us as readers, I think we can look interpret it in different ways of like what Ren is, why he's doing it, or what he's doing. Yeah. Um. It is. It remains though as one of those things of like because again, this stuff seems to be from the future. Um. And I think there's a way that like both of it can be both when they say even if the person i loved most wouldn't say my name in my name anymore um there's also a way that it it then becomes like mixed in that in the moment where this title comes up um there's like this silence that they have uh like nana and ren when it comes to like the press and everything like that um but there's also this way that that's like literally about to be upended in this chapter Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> yeah um yeah yeah well we can just put that we can just put that off to the side and, and have that yeah you return to this question later um yeah i feel like so there's you know we get a little bit of the introduction of the um live tv event with uh blast and trapness um I don't know if there's any like big things before we get to, uh, you know, Yasu and Ren in the bathroom here. Um, talk to me facilitating that. Yeah, there is the the good timing. Chew him out. I don't want him getting high before the broadcast. Yeah. Um, so talk to yeah. me like specifically. Um, for for one reason or another, which we'll um, have occasion to to think about. Um. But specific Takami being the one to like try to get Ren help, <laughs> uh, yeah, to try to get Yasu to like talk to Ren. Um, we get, and this will come up more too. But this idea of, um, you know, even though like marijuana isn't addicting, Ren has this addictive personality. Um, so this will come up a few times around this. Um, you know, maybe one one way where it being marijuana. Uh, add something than if it was something like extremely addicting um like physiologically addicting but um. yeah i think there's something i mean i think there is some kind of like thinking about um predisposition to addiction and like even even as it's like this kind of 
uh, reefer madness f- attitude towards weed. Um, there's also a, a, like an element of realism to this, I guess, where it's like recognizing that um, certain people do have like a pre a vulnerability um, to like substances. Um, yeah. So. And other things. I mean, like, you know, gambling addiction is... Right. For, yeah, forms yeah. of addiction. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but then, like, I, I guess I'm not an expert in this, um, but, uh, you know, like, uh, to the extent that these things can even be separated, but I know that there's, like, heritability of, or inheritability of, uh, like, addiction, like alcoholism, for instance. Um, and so... There's like a physiological, uh, and then also psychological. Um, I mean, there's it's there's stuff there. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but the more key thing in this conversation, uh, so Yasu says, Ren, you don't have to worry. I'm not stealing Nana from you. Uh, Ren, whatever. You've always given me whatever I wanted, but you look down on me, and it pisses me off. Um, and then Yasu's basically saying, like, when you and Nana aren't together, you're really unstable. Um, Ren immediately assumes Nana is also on drugs. Um, but Yasu's like, no, it's not really that. Um, and Ren's like, oh, I saw this happen when Hachi split. Like, basically saying she has this, like, abandonment trauma. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. so Ren having this awareness of this is a thing that, uh, that Nana is suffering from, um, which we can maybe, uh, read into. I, I have ideas about some of the stuff going on with the rings, but do, so do you, do you think that this is, uh, this quotation, I saw it happen when Hachi split. She's so damaged from her mother, abandoning her. Um, is this Ren or Yasu speaking? Because it's like the speech bubble is on the hand that has the holding the, the blast cigarettes. And then that's, um it's yasu's hand Um, yeah this might this might actually be yasu uh but also ren has seen this too yeah Um, i mean it could be either yeah 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 um but i think this is like an unbroken train of thought in these four panels from uh from yasu yeah um Yeah. Um, but I think this is, especially this like feeling that Ren has about, um, you know, being looked down, down on by Yasu as Yasu sort of has this like survivor complex thing around, um, as we saw in like the Naoki bonus chapter, Mm -hmm. um, around Ren and, and wanting to like sacrifice himself in a lot of ways for Ren. Um, or to like, you know, give things up that he has to Ren because he feels guilt. bad about how, yeah, guilt about how, uh, Ren's life has gone compared to his. Yeah. That um, he was the one who was adopted and then like Ren, yeah. Ren wasn't. And, um, yeah. And then the stuff about, um, the one thing that emerges here is Yasu being like, you're not cut out for the music biz. I shouldn't have encouraged you to move to Tokyo. Don't force it anymore, Ren. You're different than me or Takumi. 
stop being so practical and do what you want. Um, yeah. And so this is like clearly. Also, go ahead. Well, yeah, it's also drawing this connection between um, Yasu and Takumi as like yep. being cut out for uh, the strategizing that you have to do. <laughs> yep. In the business world. Yep. The like quote unquote practicality. Yeah. Um, but then also like clearly uh, reminiscent of the um, uh, what's his name? Takashita. No, that's that's not it. Um, the guy who's like, Ran, I want to hear your soul sing. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Kinoshida. Yeah. Kinoshida. Kinoshida. Um, yeah. This is the same, like, the Yasu is now saying the same thing to Ran. Like, do what you want. You being in this, con- like, be- being in the music biz, like, i.e. being part of Trap Nest, and then having to, like, live in these ways um having to subject yourself to this like alienation um that i think you uh you summarized well earlier um this like alienation from self (laughs) uh and sacrifice and all that that you have to do um for the sake of maintaining like the the entity of trap nest um and so on um that like this is now identified as a like a driving force of Ren's like misery. Um like this is what part of what he's struggling with. Um and I think this is the first time we get this stated like oh yeah Ren like you hate this. <laughs> yeah. Uh like you're saying that like adopting this party line of like well i have these responsibilities and and all that um and it's clear that he he's like internalized this um and does like truly believe that um but the tension between like that belief um and then also like just him being absolutely miserable <laughs> like having yeah. to do what he's doing uh is like is really immense uh um, yeah and this is where we get like i mean yasu being the most uh appropriate person probably to call this out uh, but this is like getting called out um and then of course if you keep forcing it you won't last long which uh unfortunately ends up being true yeah. Um, and from this conversation, I mean, we have this little bit where uh, Takami seems to be, uh, I think, probably correctly sussing out that this, the strategy that Gaia has here is to ha- print more copies than uh, than Trapness is printing of the single to make it far easier for them to then uh, outsell them um, yeah. for like the first week. Um, especially with all the, the media blitz. Um, but yeah, we, we immediately go to, you know, Yasu, Nana, uh, Nana again, doing this sort of joking, um, you know, you want to sleep with me, uh, way that she's interacted with Yasu before. Um, but then here seems to be actually thinking more seriously about it in a way that, uh, does not have, have, didn't seem to really be the case before. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, um, I, I, yeah. I agree. <laughs> uh, and um, then it's like sandwiched between the um, the previous stuff where she's like, kind of, oh, Yasu or Ren. Like, Yasu's the one who's here for me. Um, there's that whole trajectory of her and Yasu. And then, like, there, there's a shift that happens. And then all of a sudden, like, I think this is like a more serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's more seriously thinking about, like, perhaps. You know, the I can't keep Nobu in the unrequited love. I'm going to let him, like, pursue other people. I can't leave uh, Yasu in this unrequited love. I will try to, like, you know, requite it, I guess. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Feels weird to say requite. We we always just kind of feel unrequited, but... Certain words um, should... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Um, Like gruntled. Yeah, yeah, or uh, nocent. Like, innocent. Nocent. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Hold on. Okay, I'm gonna. Yep, it is. I was right. It is a word. Um, <laughs> yeah, no scent. Um, causing harm. So, uh, yeah. certain words just don't. You, you are only negatives. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then it, you know, it's also thinking about like, oh, Ryan would just sleep around. I haven't seen him for a month, and he's like probably sleeping with some other girl for sure. Uh, and then here's Ren saying, welcome home. Um, so, uh, and again, we, we continue to have this, um, like, this is impossible. Just not being able to see each other all the time. Um, like, if we if we can't always be together, then we should just end it. Um, and, of course, believes that, that Ren is going to end it. Um Significantly, too, this uh, whole scene with uh, Ren and, and Nana's getting intercut with um, Shin going off to to meet with Rera, um, sort of covertly in the, the family van. Yeah. <laughs> um, which has all tinted windows. So, um, you know, you can't see inside. Um, there's something about the way that... Um just like the page and the panels are structured here. I'm looking at like, we have to talk. So we have this mirror image. Um, And we've already established the the way that the manga is like, um, Ren and Nana have the symbiotic thing. Um, Their identities are like linked um, and they're like mirroring each other uh, because they have this symbiotic relationship. Um, but then, so, like, they're making assumptions. Uh, arising from that, they're making assumptions about the other that are, like, actually projections. <laughs> uh, yeah. And sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong. And, like, this is a just the way the panels are laid out here um, and, like, the whole scene is structured. It is, like, uh, enacting that exact thing um, where, like... We have the paralleling, like we have to talk, and then overlaid on Ren is not as projection of what she's assuming Ren's feeling, which is what she actually she's like feeling and fearing. What's what she's fearing that he's feeling, <laughs> uh, and then she's like, "Oh, Ren is thinking this," um, but like, uh, of course, this isn't this isn't true at all. Um, yeah, and so like the harm that is coming out of this. Uh, emotional dynamic that they have um 
where it's like this extreme closeness, but also like this huge rift at the same time. Um, and just like how much agony, um, like all the ways that this is like working in their minds and it's like the stuff it's leading them to do that's driving them further apart. Um, yeah. So just want to call out like just, and I think we'll see this because we're coming back to this scene in a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we uh, get this meeting with Shin and Rera, um, and, uh, you know, there's there's the note of so you can't see inside, uh, so we can do whatever we want. Uh, Shin says, Rera, what do you want to do? Uh, whatever you want to do, Rera, to look into each other's eyes with and talk with no lies. Um, and then Rera says, No, let's do whatever you want to do, Shin. Um, Shin's response, Huh? What do you mean? Uh, and Rera, I'm not your client anymore. Um, so again, like trying to to change what that dynamic is yeah um, and shin's expression here with just the ellipsis yeah say speaking loudly um but then we still get a certain amount of so shin saying here uh what a guy wants to do is pretty much the same thing we've already been doing uh but then it's sort of saying like what i want right now is i'll listen to whatever you want to talk about um but reira then goes into this it it is different when uh it's something done willingly rather than like a favor or a service that's paid for, um, so yeah, <clears throat> and then kind of uh like well initiates like sex um, yeah, but well I I mean I don't know how to um there's we could also think of this scene different ways um. We could see there's a way that she's like enveloping him. Um, and his expression is like, uh, he, he kind of looks childlike here in this, yeah. uh, in this panel where she's like moving in. Um, and the emotion on his face is like, um, well, c- could be interpreted differently. Um, but it certainly doesn't seem like eagerness. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's, I feel like there's something going on here where at once it feels like a, a, a positive step for like them having a relationship where it's like move explicitly moving out of this sort of transactional thing they had before. Um, but it also feels like more of what Shin is asking for. Um, even as he's like sort of admitting an interest in sex is like, I want to do this thing where we actually talk. We like, you know, uh, look into each other's eyes and talk with no lies. Um, the thing that you said in the email, um, and it is not actually getting what he wants in this moment. Yeah. Uh, so I, I open, open to interpretation here, but, uh, just a couple of ways that could go, I guess. Um, yeah, we then cut back to um, Nana and Ren, uh, and you know, Nana continues to sort of uh, <laughs> to in in the terms of couples counseling, turn away. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I gotta. I, I don't know if this is stretching or not, just to like, because re- I want to add more ammo to my the point I'm trying to make. 
uh, but we have the literal mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Um, in like literally in the room here that she like sits and faces. Um, yeah. I don't know if I need to marshal all of these, like all of this textual evidence, because it's, I think it's clear enough, but <laughs> just pointing out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she notes, uh, you know, Ren's looking kind of scrawny. Is he not taking care of himself? Um, and then does seemingly with some sort of con- concern, uh, go to sit next to him. Um, but we still get this like dejected, um, you know, posture. And then when he, when he goes to pull her in, uh, says, what is it? Just tell me now before I suffocate and die. Um, to which he responds, marry me. Uh, much to her surprise. Yeah. Um, I'll also like the way this dialogue proceeds. Um, so we know from the panels before the Shin scene cuts in, um, that Nana is like thinking, Oh, he was going to break up with me. Um, and so she's literally turning away. Um, being like having this assumption, uh, and being like defensive and, uh, expecting like rejection essentially. Um, and then she's like, well, this talk's not going to be conducive to making out. And Ren is like, um, <laughs> uh, n- no, <laughs> like, that, that's up to you. Uh, kind of being like, well, e- giving this opening of like, well, n- she's expecting rejection, but like giving her this opening to be like, wait, is, am I not going to be rejected? Yeah. Um, at which point she like, turns towards him and then the whole like mood shifts where her her immediate thought after that is like concern and compassion for him. Like he's he's looking scrawny. Is he not taking care of himself? Yeah. Um, And then she goes and like, like when she actually looks at him and like turns back towards, um, then there's this like total shift. Uh, Yeah. And then, yeah, going back to, you already um, read the the panels, Um, but we get the proposal and yeah, she's like shocked because again, we've gotten her whole uh, internal monologue where we know what her expectation was. And this is like the the opposite. Um, Yeah. We then get this, this, uh you know, again, a little cutaway to, um, Nobu going to see Miu on set for, a, a you know, bit part that she's doing in a movie. Um, and I think one of the key things with this being intercut here is, uh, so Nobu is 20. He's going to turn 21 soon. Um, and he thinks that Miu is 22 from the agency profile. Um, but that's actually, you know, marketing uh she's actually 27 um and oh my this, god yeah <laughs> this this age gap of uh a 20 year old to a 27 year old especially like a, a 20 year old who's about to like have a greater degree degree of fame foisted onto him than this 27 year old who's still like struggling with bit actress parts um you know there's not like this kind of true this is not a significant age gap in in my uh 
book about what's going on. I mean, there's ways yeah. that I think Nobu is still somewhat uh, immature around like the way that he thinks about women, but he's also actively working on that in the, like these chapters. So yeah, I mean, twenty um, and twenty seven. Um. Yeah. Well, we don't need to get bogged down into the whole like what age gap is acceptable, like that. Yeah. You know, that's it, a whole fucking can of worms. Yeah. But but then it, it does get highlighted of like this is something where he's like, oh, I could I could never be with a twenty seven year old. That's you know that's way too old. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's I mean that's ridiculous. Yeah. We can and laugh then at we this. and then we immediately cut to Shin and Reira, also a, a seven year age gap here. Um, but you know, Shin is 15 here, um, soon to be 16. Um, so here age gap, perhaps a little more problematic, so to, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, even though it's the same, the same number, uh, I think it's also significant that as we get into this, we get the, the bit of narration, um, of, this is from Nana. So the winter when I was 16, which is uh, the age that Shin is about to be, uh, when I first had sex with Ren, it was like an incredible dream. It didn't feel real. Um, so there's also something happening here of like, you know, Nana and Ren are, I think, the same age or like maybe slight age difference. Um, so there is this way that like Nana has been seeing what Shin is up to and, and again, like projecting a certain amount of her own childhood or her own like youth onto this. Um, but there's also still a distinction between like Nana and Ren as like teens and then what's happening with Reira and Shin. Yeah. And then Um, with the like illustration, Shin is like shirtless and, and we see how like small, um, and like childlike his his body is yeah um and of course reira going to be 23 uh makes me feel so old <laughs> um which of course shin is saying whatever you're still young uh which 20 23 uh still young but oh yeah did no question about that <laughs> uh but also not um 15 about to be 16 young yeah. So, if you're 23 um, and you're listening to this, you you 23 is a yeah. great great age. You're still yeah. If young. you're like, oh, I feel so old, and no, you, you aren't. You're not. You're not. You're great. You're <laughs> aw- you're awesome. You're in a you're in a great great place. Yeah. Uh, great, uh, just great wait. Age, just wait. Like you know, your 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 parts of your body are just going to start hurting for no reason. That hasn't <laughs> happened to you yet, probably. <laughs> Hey, and even um, when it does, it's still good. Yeah. Like, any age you can be, it's a good age. Uh, um, one thing it, I, I did say, uh, just as a note in all of this, um, <laughs> I don't know if you have more to say about being 23. But <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I was just going to say, uh, um, it's interesting reading the these scenes. Uh, I'm not going to go, like, on a whole... Um, I don't really have many thoughts about it, but uh, being like, so Shin's 15, and when I was 15, I was dating someone who's 19. Uh, so it's not quite like 15 and 23. Yeah. Um, there there may have been a, a point where she was 20 and I was 15, like a very brief period. 
Um, yeah. So it's interesting to like um, think about age gaps in this context. Um, and like for me, I, I have no, I don't feel that I have any trauma from this. So um, I'll, I'll put that out there. Uh, yeah. But like, I'm also not going <laughs> to prescribe that as something that's like, uh, that's just totally fine. It could never be problematic. Um, Cause there, there was definitely uh it's dicey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When I was 15, I think I dated someone who was like 17 or 18. Um, and I do have trauma from that relationship, but it was because she was abusive. So yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Not just like, by like by and because the age gap but because of the content of the yeah relationship um but there's also there there are ways that like talking to me later is going to be like if, if you really want to keep pursuing this you should like wait until it's not like <laughs> yeah illegal and, and um you know you're older a little more mature um and, yeah, it, and I think in that he is right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. This is one yeah. of those cases where talking to me is probably just correct. <laughs> yeah. And that, <laughs> um, the, the real complexity of like Shin and Reiro, a thing that we have to like continually run up against is like talking to me is correct about that. Like the, a lot of the things that are happening here should not be happening. Um, and we're constantly reminded still, of like, yeah, Shin is it's, and it's not just cause he's 15. I mean, yeah, yeah. there's that, but also like he's deeply, I don't always want to just go back to being groomed and everything. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't want to always just like, uh, slam it all conveniently into like the trauma label. Um, Yeah. but like he has been like abused by older women, uh, like, and groomed, uh, and like been sexually abused, like as a child. So yeah, that's a whole, that's like the manga is not, gonna um it's never gonna lose sight of that even though it's like even though it also recognizes that like there's other when you're 15 you can still have like legitimate feelings and like emotions and things that you have towards other people right um you can like desire sex yeah (laughs) with somebody and that's part of what is like so thorny and difficult about this stuff um because they're you know there still seems to be like legitimate feelings too that Rayra is having as well. Like for sure, Rayra's actions and and motivations seem to be different than like the other older women who have yeah, taken advantage of him. Okay. Yeah, um, but also there's still a way in which she is like, um, there may be similar in part, and like the yeah. manga is looking at that, but they're also like seem to be yeah, different she is and like. More unintentionally doing some of the same things and that is part of what's also difficult yeah um uh, so yeah all that there's there's a whole there's i mean it's all going everything is happening in this <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes yeah um but yeah then we also get the the thing here so uh they both have the birthday of november 1st um also, this is next week, which I'm just going to note is an important thing for the the one theory of the parentage of Satsuki in the future is Nana. 
Um, because that means that the time that Nana and Ren have sex here, if the date on the Nana wiki about the birth date for Satsuki is correct, which I've yet to find like further confirmation of that, there's no source. Uh, if that's correct, this would pro- have to be the time that mm. that she gets pregnant. Uh, there's another time where where people think that she may have gotten pregnant, but um, we'll see. Um, I just wanted to call that attention to that because um. Uh, it is one thing I'll try to watch and pay attention to. Um, and I had done the math and was like, yeah, it's got to happen somewhere like right now. <laughs> um, if that date's correct. Um, but because of the shared birthday, we get again, this like sense of fate, um, the red thread, um, and this like Rayra beginning to believe in it now. Mm-hmm. Um, which we can have more thoughts on as we go. But, um, and then this immediately goes into Ren and, uh, Nana having sex. Um, and we get this sort of changing here. Um, so one (laughs) Ren asking, uh, you know, will you marry me again? And she says, no way. Yep. Um, but then, uh, we then continuing on this like thing of, you know, if, if I die, would, would you die with me? Um, he says, if you won't, I'll die. Uh, and she says, then go die by yourself. Um, and then we get this sort of inverting of what that means with when I die, I'll take you with me. Um, and we get this sort of, uh, breath play kink sex, um, where Ren chokes her. Yeah. And using the choker. Yeah. And Nana's reaction to this. Um well, again, we're we're interpreting the illustration. Uh, well, and I mean in context too, but um it her reaction to this seems to be one of like like intimacy. Um that this is like something that is uh well for lack of a better word like her reaction seems to be like uh positive (laughs) uh like this is like something that she that like moves her deeply when he says this um yeah and then i mean that, that makes sense because we're we're privy to her her interiority around this subject with all the stuff we talked about earlier that like she's also desire that's like this is what she's desiring this kind of idea um so yeah. then now we she even gets gets a, this. he half killed me and i went to heaven with him i'm a pervert too yeah and her saying then just kill me um yeah like okay yeah like then let's realize this like this is the thing that that i want um yeah and and yeah and the, the quote that you cited um also noted uh well don't you look better nana <laughs> yeah <laughs> um even though it's a little bit of a joke were you able to get any sleep <laughs> yeah um uh, uh, but and yeah it's still it, perceived to be she's perceived to be doing better looking better um yeah and and uh mika the the makeup artist being like you know um you know, she's looking better because of the pheromones. I saw Ren coming out of her room. 
yeah. Same. Uh, um, interesting that she says in her thought bubble, because you have no guts, I had sex with Ren again. Um, yeah. This thing where her conflicted feelings about that. Ho- some hope that, like, Yasu will do whatever he needs to do or she whatever she's like expecting or wanting him to do to like make this happen um so then she can be with him instead of ren because uh for for all the all the reasons we discussed there's also the um you know that fool went too far this time i really lost consciousness i really almost died i will never marry him why am i such a masochist (laughs) Uh, so again, conflicting feelings there too. Yep. Um, yeah, and then uh, I feel like we we start really moving into Nana gets very introspective mm-hmm. um, as things continue on, um, and you know is also realizing or is like more directly reflecting on, um, you know. It's not just that like Yasu thinks me uh, thinks of me as his sister or something. It's because I'm Ren's girlfriend. <clears throat> um, he he was always putting Ren like before him in everything, um, including this. Yeah, and that's why he's and, uh, whether or not this is actually the um, the the truth of the matter from the from our, our whole interpretation um, maybe remains to be seen, but she's like drawing these conclusions in the moment of, Oh, this is all just about Yasu's bond with Ren. Like the way he cares for me is, is because of he's doing it all for Ren. It's not, it's not for me. Yeah. Um, we also have this. So then is thinking, uh, they were together since Ren was born at the same orphanage. And this idea seems to be like, uh, again, somewhat, um, maybe digging into those neglect trauma feelings, of like there's actually this closer connection between Ren and Yasu than like even me and Ren. Yeah, like um, they have that absolute connection. And like yeah. yeah. Um my last hope is gone. No one's going to save me from the pain of helplessly drowning in Ren. Only Ren can save me. It's my fate I can't escape. Um and we have a couple panels here that are are over the view of the sea with the snow falling. Um which I especially on this reread, having reread this a couple times now, um, I thought specifically of the you know panels of um, future Nana with the long hair gazing at the sea, um, mm. wondering if we are actually getting our first real glimpses into the future here with these shots of the sea. Mm. Um, but because uh, we are you know next volume we are going to fully get the future show up. Um, yeah, because I mean the um, the scene where, like, the actual location she's in, where she's having these thoughts, is not at the ocean, right? Uh, so there's something happening well, where there she, she's in a room where she's having thoughts at the ocean. No, no, no. But I mean, like, this oh, whole yeah, train of yeah. thought, yeah, like, yeah, in the plot, she's like in this room and she's thinking these things, and then all of a sudden, yeah, in. The image of her, like, with snow falling around her, and then it it yeah. flips, and she's like looking out at the ocean. So, um, there seems to be like a shift of 
<laughs> some sort of like uh shift that's that happens there to so to yeah uh to lend further credence to your point that like yeah this isn't just the scene that's happening right now <laughs> with the ocean and her looking out at it like this is some other time or <laughs> yeah uh, well or and place. It, it's because in this at this point when you read it for the first time it is you know functioning functioning fully metaphorically but knowing the future there's like this also fuse that's happening with that metaphor and then where she like actually physically is in the future right exactly um, which is to to stare at the sea and contemplate it but not drown in it um of course takami shows up we get some great uh you know night nana here yeah uh, it's funny <laughs> utena nana <laughs> uh-huh. uh nana as a duelist here um but then uh you know reira completely disarms her her duelist um you know epia here <laughs> Um, it's so nice to finally meet you, Nana. I'm Rara from Trapnest. Please be my friend. <laughs> sure. Uh, just immediately into it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All cutesy. I lost the will to fight. She's a formidable woman. Um, it's funny. Just a good funny scene. Yeah. Yep. Um, we then, uh, get, so June has come over to visit, uh, Hachi at her new place. Um, and they are going to watch this, this live performance. Um, and Hachi has been cooking and we, we get here, like perhaps I think the most explicit that she stated it of, I look, I like cooking for people and seeing them enjoy my food. It makes me feel useful and happy. And then immediately links this to plus Nana's cooking was always too salty. I cooked almost every day. So of course that got better. I can't, uh, it can't be good to put, or it can't be good for you to eat that much salt. Um, I'm worried about Nana and Ren's well-being. Um, so again, she has this thought about cooking, which we've seen her doing for, for Takami. Mm -hmm. Um, but even in this, she immediately is linking it to, you know, this is the thing I started to do because of Nana. Um, I'm worried about Nana because I'm not cooking for her. Um, so, uh, and then June even calling attention to you met Nana through, or you met Takami through Nana. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then June perceiving Hachi to be happy, um, notably, um, yeah. in, um, uh, in the, the current, um, in this moment yeah which there might be some truth of but also we specifically see in this moment like hachi thinking about the table blast um you know yeah nana when it's you met takami through nana right she's thinking of nana standing up excitedly during the mahjong when takami was there this was like her gift right mm. um so tying in a little bit to the, this, um, you know, it comes up here. Uh, hey, Hachi, back then I really regretted introducing you to Takami. But if you're still with that guy and you're happy, that makes me feel better. It's my last ray of hope. Um, and then so obviously, yeah, Takami putting the flower in Raver's hair. Yeah. Um, us knowing the, the future where Hachi is, you know, thinking about divorce if Nana comes back. Um, I will get the divorce. 
Um, yeah. And then talk yeah. me and Rira together in London away from Hachi. Yeah. Like yeah. do have sex. Um, yeah. Disastrously. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we have a lot of the ominous thing here, but I think also this like core of Nana in the future wanting Hachi to like still be happy from this, this being like the, the thing that she's holding on to, um, is an important note, especially as we like get into the meaning of the rings and what's happening with the rings. Um, because also there's a way that like, if Hachi is still happy with Takumi, that means that Hachi is wearing the same ring that Nana is wearing. Um, which we're going to get the specific stuff with the ring rings in a bit, but, um, you know, I think that's also part of what's encoded in here. Yeah. So chapter 40, um, one, we get this, uh, like as Nana is beginning to suspect something between, um, Takumi and Reira, we get this comparison between like how, uh, I'll just read it. Her way of talking was a lot like singing. I realized Takumi's annoying monologues, how he stretched his words, were just like Reira's rhythm. Just like I was talking like Ren before I even knew it. Um, so again, some of it being this, like, recognizing something that she has with Ren here. Mm, yeah. Um, uh, and of course, we get the, like, Takumi tenderly <laughs> touching uh, Reira's like face and hair here. Um, yeah, in in view of <laughs> th- this was a pretty funny. I think this was the funniest uh, panel in this volume for me. Where <laughs> yeah, Takumi and Reira are like walking ahead, and Takumi is like it, yeah, as you said, touching Reira's hair, and they're like laughing together. Reira is like slapping him on the shoulder. Um, but then like it cuts, we get the three panels of them from like behind and then it flips yeah. to show like Nana, Nobu, and Shin <laughs> yeah. back there. Uh, and then like intense the, eyes. Yeah. And then the next panel like it moves in for the close up on all of them and they're all just fucking furious, <laughs> uh, like simultaneously enraged for all the, for all different reasons. Um, so yeah, I yeah this this was this is really like this is good comedy writing, yeah. But there's also so like the text here. Then um, there's this thing that's happening that's like a fusion suddenly. Um, you know, Nobu has been like, oh, the whole thing that you're winning Hachi back and everything. That's like your own Nana thing. Do what you want, but like that's not what I'm doing anymore. Uh, but suddenly we have this thing that feels like. A fusion because we're we're getting like all three of them with their faces and the gur, but we're also like zooming in onto Nobu's face mm-hmm. rather than than Nana's. Uh, but then the text here, what's going on with those two? Considering how much Takumi gets around, I wouldn't be surprised. But if Reira's uh, part of that, while well, Hachi waits at home cooking, that's just too much. She better not be. Hachi ain't no fool. Damn, I feel that scab coming off the wound on my heart again. And so, like, given the the beginning that is, you know, her way of talking was a lot like Shin, just like I was like Ren before I even knew it. 
feels like we're starting from like a non-opposition, but the zoom in onto just Nobu's face. Damn, I feel that scab coming off my, uh, the wound up on my heart again is like clearly moving it to Nobu. And then, uh, I thought those miserable days when I thought about Hachi 24 seven were finally over, but it all comes rushing back whenever I see Takumi's smug, victorious face. I was such a wimp and just gave up making Hachi feel worse when she was probably feeling the most helpless in her life. And of course we have Nobu at the bedside, him being a wimp. Um, but we also have the, the glass rolling to go break. Yeah. Uh, so this panel in particular, like fusing both of their moments of failure <laughs> into the same panel. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> I total agree net. <laughs> I and so this I, in particular is the most of like, it becomes confusing who's narrating here. Is yeah. it Nana? Is it Nobu? Is it both at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then linking their, like their, their failures, so to speak, like you said. Yeah. Um, anyway, the Blackstones are a hot topic band these days. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, which, <laughs> I love hot topic. Uh, yeah. I did read that and laugh about, um, you know, the other reading of hot topic. <laughs> Um, luckily this is lowercase h lowercase t yeah yeah still the associations there yeah that's the hot topic rebrand that's when they rebrand and they go lowercase yeah um but uh yeah we get we get some of the um let me look through this there's like the the practice thing with the host um nana's like talking back too much um and i think the the biggest so this i think is definitely nana uh to tell you the truth i do get scared they'll be exposed to lots of eager eyes so i secretly imagine hachi watching over me in a room before it was empty um a magic formula to erase my anxiety but she must have thrown that old tv out by now and like we do turn the page and like she's watching the the heart of it's there She's watching it on a new big screen TV. Right. We also know that that old TV is in the baby room. Yep. <laughs> um, so again, a certain amount of projecting. Um, yeah, it's the same. It, it's like a continuing. Because um, the connection is maintained, which is like, I think the main. Um, there's like this uh, affirming um, tone to this. Uh but then also, like, it's not a struggle um, of, like, fearing abandonment. Um, and then also there's, like, this one-sidedness to the her relationship with Hachi right now. Um, yeah. Because, like, oh, well, it's just, like, she's watching me, and that's going to, like, that's my magic formula to erase my anxiety. And, like, well, there's still that distance, and it's predicated on... Uh, well, yeah, like everything we said earlier. Yeah. Um, also, I know that Hachi and Nana are when you're counting down, that's, I think when you're most like at most you say Hachi and Nana for like, uh, eight and seven, because there's different words. Um, I don't know if this is true of seconds because Japanese also gets all kinds of weird about, uh, counting 
and like how you different count different things and the yeah, different the forms. Yeah, all the counters. You know, it's like Ichi is normally one, but then if you're counting people, it's completely different. It's like not Ichi in there at all. Um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but I I I do think that this would be because we get the eight seven would probably be Hachi Nana, um, as they're counting down to go live. Oh yeah, um, I didn't even. Uh... I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily true because it is seconds, but um, yeah. But I didn't even think about seems, that as yeah. even being possibility. Uh, like I, I didn't note the numbers <laughs> popping up there again. Yeah. Um, but then we we also get this where uh, so Hachi is extremely excited to see Nana on TV. Like briefly sees her in the the crowd and you know shouts at June. I saw her. Um. And June's pointing out, like, she's how looking much... at me. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, um, but she is though. <laughs> yeah, she is specifically thinking about you watching. Um, but you know, June sort of like brushing that off a little bit. Um, but then also, we'll throughout this, like, uh, Junko over there watching the the live special with. Um, Nana is going to continue to be like, oh, like, I, I was hoping Takumi would get to talk more. Like, you know, basically, like, I want to know more about this guy who's going to be your husband. I was hoping I would see more of him. Um, and Hachi has this attitude here of like, one, she says, I mean, that guy, that guy acts like a different person in public to the media. So it's embarrassing watching him. Uh, so there's this a little bit of like, I see Takumi all the time and also the, the Takami on the TV is not the Takami that I'm close to. Um, uh, but we also do get just Hachi being extremely excited about Nana constantly and not paying any attention to her husband on the TV. <laughs> yeah, being um, more invested in, like, seemingly completely out on, like, Takami as a celebrity, um, but still in on Nana as a celebrity. Um, yeah, like excited about that. Well, and she specifically comments on this too, of like, uh, but I can't help it. Now, Takumi is the person I'm closest to. I'm not just treating him like I'm family. Uh, and June says, "Well, then, in a way, Blast is your family too, but you still act like a crazy fan about the Guru. It's annoying." Uh, for those who who have forgotten, <laughs> Junko calls not a Guru. <laughs> um, and Hachi says, "But with Nana, I'm watching her from afar." I can only get worried or be excited for her. I guess that's a lot like being a fan. It makes me sad. Yeah. So, I mean, there's the manga just saying literally everything that we've been trying to say about Nana and Hachi at this point. Um, yeah. And then specifically, she doesn't have to deal with me, but I'm sad that she won't uh, depend on me. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, then Nana thinking... I'm going to reassure Hachi by playing it cool. <laughs> um, so Nana is still trying to like communicate in some way through this. Yeah. Um, we have Yuri and Mew both, uh, you the know, especially Yuri of triangle with. Yeah. Nobu. <laughs> uh, and Yuri in particular being like real into Nobu and mm-hmm. Mew being like, I thought he was just normal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, okay, not to give Yuri and Miu uh, 
short shrift here. We're not. It's just that it will be easier to like talk uh, in detail about those characters later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we are still in the process of getting to know them as characters. So, um, but then we, uh, we also get this thing of Nana. Um, I want to crush and destroy everything. Trappedness contrived composure. The MCs painted on smiles, the prepared and diplomatic questions. It's all a monkey performance. So fake. What a lame ass show. But then I also get paid for playing the part of, of blast Nana, the media creation. I guess you can't just do whatever you want and still get paid. Um, and this also gets contrasted with, um, trap nest Ren switching into the role of trap nest Ren. Um, so I, I wrote out some of the, like, and specifically Nana is like thinking about and commenting on this idea of the public persona. Um, we we're obviously getting this with Takumi as well, uh, but like the various ways that people do things for the view of others and then the, like their own internal life. So of course, Takumi has this public image that's at odds with how Hachi knows him. Uh, there's this like trapness Ren and Blastinana as these like specific media creations that they have to play. Um, we are then also going to get like when Nana decides to marry Ren it's described uh, as a show and like a strategic move for them to get married. Um, which of course is also linking it to Hachi and Takumi's marriage is Mm -hmm. from the beginning framed as like a strategic thing from Takumi. Um, and also to some degree from Hachi trying to get what she wants, which is to have this child. Um, so there's also this way of like, that's what's driven by money is the other. Yeah. yeah, Like, yeah. That this like that. There are all these like, this. yeah, there are all these like specific public reasons for the marriage um, that are like tied to the PR for both marriages. There's also these like personal feelings of love, but there's also these like personal things that they are trying to accomplish separate from the marriage. Um, so I think all of that stuff is kind of getting linked into this public persona versus like internal life thing. Yeah, um, but the like objectification of celebrity. And then of that being arising out of like capitalism, <laughs> essentially, uh, because of the like the entity of the the band and the entity of like the celebrities, as distinct yeah. from the people that well, distinct and not distinct from the people themselves is like all it's all to make money, um, and. Uh, so the way that like uh, again you know we called this theme out at the beginning of the the season um but like just how rapacious that is and the way that it like commodifies true feelings um like the true emotions um and like 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 you're saying you know Ren and Nana loving each other and like getting married and all of this stuff, like that just gets chewed up and like commodified in, in this, in like this whole machine. Um, because the machine is just like, uh, just totally and utterly like rapacious and, um, 
will ju- will like will consume everything essentially. Yeah. Um, and just to like further highlight, because I I'm sort of quickly touching things, but like, um, you know, we have the thought of um, if we want to protect our status and be together, marriage is one way to do it. Uh, marriage was Ren's way of trying to take responsibility. We publicize that we really love each other and we get married as the proof. Some of the diehard fans will freak out and get mad, but most people will accept it as a love story with a happy ending. It's kind of just a show right now, but that's all right. I can't live any more days where we can't see each other. Um, so again, there's like this personal desire for it. Um, this will also get developed a little bit more, uh, of, but why do we need someone else's consent and a certificate to love each other? Living in the human world is a pain in the ass. Um, so, you know, these are reflections on like marriage and the, the public version versus like the actual internal feelings. Um, and then, uh, also in this, we get, um, another, you know, like public persona versus the, the interior thing where they're talking about trust, the, the new single from trap nest. Um, and you know, Ray was saying, when I listen to the music, an image pops into my head right away and words come to me one after another, matching the melody. The songs almost write themselves. And Shin is, of course, being like, that's not true. I was there. <laughs> I saw you write this song. You were yeah. up until like two before you, you even started writing. And You're <laughs> melting down with Raider's yeah. plot. Yeah. Um, and I think like, obviously, this is like a, a slightly funny version of it. Um, but I think it's also highlighting a, a like theme throughout all of this too, which is that part of the internal life, like the actual truth of a thing is often getting highlighted through some sort of love that people have for each other. Like, uh, the Hachi connection. feels like she, yeah, Hachi feels like she knows like a real Takumi that's not this public persona. Um, and Nana knows the Ren that's not the trap nest Ren. Yeah, and is also struggling with the, like, genuine actual feelings they have, and then, like, marriage is this thing they never really talked about, but now makes business sense to do. Um, And it's also arising, like, it's becoming a necessity because of, like, the restrictions on them because they're celebrities. Like, they can't see each other because of, like, all of this shit. (laughs) And so now, like, in order to even see each other, they have to get married. But then the marriage itself, like, is going to be, you know, commodified, like, and they're just trapped in this, uh, like, mechanism. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, not to completely skip over this, in the middle of all, you know, these various public persona things we're talking about. Um, we get, uh, I forget the name of this guy, the like main oh, shitty Kur- guy. Karada. Yeah. Karada. Um, who, uh, goes to these, this, um, you know, Osakan, uh, Okonomiyaki restaurant heard it was the best. Um, and is talking to the, the guy who's running it. Um, about Nana, because Nana is playing on TV. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the owner is saying, uh, she's just some chick who used to be a bad girl. Everyone says, says she's an evil slut. Um, wow. Hilarious. And here, 
yeah, Karata's being like, oh, you know, I'm sure she had a good reason. Uh, by the way, I noticed the uh, Okami-san is hot here. Kind of looks like Nana, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, like, There's a real similarity, not even just in the appearance, but like they even have that same husky voice. <laughs> um, so, of course, yeah. it's, search It's is not found. his mom, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this gets... Uh, you know, cut into or, or, um, links into Nana's thoughts. Uh, my life was just a third rate drama. You can make up whatever rumors and sorted past you want, but I have to write my script to a bright future. I'm no longer that helpless child who is left behind. Um, so. Yeah. Um, I think we can probably skip forward to the, um, next conversation with Ren and Nana. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I also just wanted to note the, um, you know, Hachi also listening to, or I think this is, is Nana actually, um, given some of the other, uh, stuff happening here. I, one of those were Nana and Hachi who, who's speaking is a little confused. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, up till then, I was blown away by Rayra's voice, but wasn't too into her lyrics. But I started listening to the words when I heard her sing about miracles happening when you don't hesitate. But it was just a song about an affair. Um, so I think course, this is this might be yeah. Nana because then it, it goes into yeah the, the square same square boxes on the next page. Yeah, uh, even though there's no string or ring for a vow on the shaking finger, the lyric being my suspicion of Takami. And Reira blew up inside me. After the broadcast, I grabbed Ren and interrogated him. He totally denied it. So yeah, then here, this frames it as Nana. But the beginning here, we get a Hachi. certain suggestion it could be Hachi. Yeah. yeah. Which is a recurring thing that I think um, Yuzawa likes to play with with these. Especially these, like, boxes um, for the, the thought narrations. Yeah. Um, is, like, confusing you about who's speaking sometimes. Um, you know, usually because probably both characters are having similar thoughts. Um, but yeah, Ren denies, uh, the, the relationship here saying it's not possible. And, um, we'll see more (laughs) on that theme, um, or that subject later. Yeah. Um... And then we have uh, Nana kind of, well, you you alluded to this earlier, um, but Nana maybe starting to shift her um, attitude more towards like assent to to getting married, but still like struggling with it. Yeah. Um, Ran being surprised now because she said no way of what you'll marry me. I'll discuss it with the agency. You can't do just do whatever you want, right? Um, also, a little bit of her almost taking on a like Takami response here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but for for maybe different reasons. Um. Yeah, we get the the invitation to play mahjong, um, and then uh. There is this moment of, uh, you know, Nana again, recognizing how much she depends on Yasu. Uh, but here she does like intentionally almost take on this little sister role. We get this panel 
of like you know cute school child Anana. <laughs> um with the little yeah. hat yeah it is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah about to go on her first errand <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah um and then here uh nobu you know there's the talk of nana really does just need to get her own cell phone um and nobu now has has started to say you know when you get a cell phone it starts running your life um uh so yeah fully in the, the like has also turned on it where uh nana's like who who are you waiting for an email from also you can't hate cell phones you're the social one <laughs> yeah no you're not allowed to say that no yeah um but yeah so then the the convo here between nana and junko um or hachi and junko um hachi here being really cued into Nana, noting that she looks a little depressed, mm-hmm. um, seems out of it in a in a way that like Junko just did not notice. Um, and then brings up the the email from Nobu, um, and these concerns, as I mentioned in like the the synopsis a while ago, yeah. um, that she sort of she never got closure with Shoji, uh, and so still when she thinks about him, her heart aches, and Nobu um, as well. Like she yeah. thinks about Nobu and then the lack of closure there. She th- thinks about the lack of closure with Shoji. Yeah. Um, and is recognizing that like, you know, Shoji cheated on her and she never like really knew like what was the timeline there? Um, exactly what happened. Like I didn't really get any of that. It just sort of ended when I, when I found out and then I've done the same thing to Nobu. I haven't like really explained anything to him about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having this, like, and, and Junko's giving basically the same advice that she gave to, to Shoji of like, you know, Oh, just like move on. Um, and Hashi's like, but I feel like that has been bad here <laughs> when Shoji did that. <laughs> um, it has not given me closure. Uh, and this is where Junko's just like, um, I'm out of my depth. I, you know, do what you want. Um, I don't know if you have more thoughts on this, but, um, yeah, uh, not really. Um, I think Junko is, is trying her best. Um, yeah, it's, it's funny how like Hachi here, uh, it almost feels similar to Nobu and Nobu's conversation with Miu where they're both like deeply thinking about um like they're struggling with their own um i guess like the um nobu's struggling with like being hurt from the breakup um and and hachi going with takumi and all that uh but then that's also leading him to think more deeply about like caring for others um, yeah, and then Hachi's kind of doing the same thing, where it's like she's having these thoughts about Shoji, like you know Shoji cheated on her, and that ended the relationship. Um, but then she's like, "Well, uh, and I like want this closure, um, but would that hurt him even more?" Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think it's fair that Shunko doesn't have an answer here. 
Um, yeah. But like it, it just. Um, it's a moment of like Hachi's interiority that's emerging here in a way that like feels similar to what was happening with Nobu. Um, where we're like seeing gears turning and then all of a sudden like this burst of emotion comes out and it's like, oh, okay. Um, this is what uh, she's been like processing um, kind of somewhat like silently over the, the volume or the last couple of volumes. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we, we get this like Junko kind of admitting that like, there's a way that she does give helpful advice sometimes, but she also like projects more confidence than she actually has about things. Um, and her starting to reflect on like, I need to like, you know, basically stop acting like I know all the answers. Um, so yeah, but Kyosuke also being like, yeah, but you didn't like to make these decisions for for these people. (laughs) Like you told them that they need to make their own decision and, and like, that's exactly what they did. So it's not really <laughs> like you didn't make this happen. Like there people are, they're still choosing for themselves. Um, and they're like choosing what they think is right. Uh, it's not about like what you said or didn't say. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, Shoji, shows up at Jackson Hole because where else does he ever go? Right. <laughs> uh, with, after, with Sachiko, which is, a you know, rarer. Yeah. Shoji always goes to Jackson Hole after his OBGYN appointment. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we get this, <laughs> like... I'll just <laughs> let you recover from that one. <laughs> uh, we get this little, little interlude with, um, you know, them talking Shinko. to Shoji as well. Yeah, Junko and Shoji. Uh, and then we've got the Mahjong game. There's more with Miyu and Yuri. Uh, but I think, like, again, I'm fine with punting on this for now. Yeah, I mean, I think the big things to highlight are, um, one, Yuri coming on real strong with Nobu. Um, Nana is intentionally being like, I need, I'm supposed to stay out of this. Like, I, really I'm trying, trying to let, to control herself. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying very hard to let Nobu move on. So, like, you know, um, I don't know why it's Yuri hitting on, on Nobu. I thought it was going to be like Miu. Like, why is she being so quiet here? Um, and then, of course, it turns into Yasu and Miu, like, really, um, playing off of each other, like, trying to beat each other at mahjong um which of course the pair these pairings are going to end up this way <laughs> yeah um so uh, uh and then the fireworks hachi asks yeah. to go to the fireworks together and nana um nana pushes it um like she pushes for it to happen immediately like jumps on it and is like uh, nope. yes, like we need to do this. The one other thing I wanted to note is um the the porno book that they were reading 
um, that like Shin thought was kind of boring. Uh, Nana's really into this book about the married woman next door. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, again, another little bit along with the like uh, her reaction to seeing Yuri for the first time. Um, that maybe there is some sort of sexual attraction there with with Hachi, mm. but because uh, who is the married woman next door if not Hachi? <laughs> uh yeah it's funny that we see the uh the cover page of the well i don't know if we've seen it before and i just missed it but like um ayazawa yeah. <laughs> yeah is the is the author yeah it's hilarious i think i think the first time when like shin's reading it on the bus or whatever you also see it's ayazawa yeah um <laughs> uh yeah she's on a really good page so yeah seem seemingly yeah. Um, it's not what Shin's into, but it apparently is what Nana is into. <laughs> but yeah, we get the text from, from Hachi asking to go see the fireworks together. Um, and this just immediately turns into like planning how to make it work. Um, Nana immediately going to this desperate mode, um, you know, uh, has been trying to control herself with, with Nobu and Yuri, but now is immediately like, Nobu! <laughs> Nobuo. Yeah. Like we're going. Come on, let's do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh and so they um They they're they're gonna go. Spoiler alert. They're gonna make yeah. it happen. Um and the plan is to meet at room seven oh seven. Um and I you know, a key thing here, I there's the the most of the stuff about this like actual fireworks I think we can cover next volume because that's where it's all really going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I do want to uh, emphasize this bit of it's not a dream, Hachi. We can all laugh and be together like that, uh, like that day, uh, specifically like the fireworks day that they had before. Um, we can do things over again. Please let me do things over again. Um, you know, we get the shot of the the strawberry glass rolling. Uh, let's go back to that summer day and rewrite the script to our bright future together. Um. So this in particular, like all of this, like pressure, I guess, uh, or expectation set on this as the thing that will be able to just turn back, time. turn back the clock and yeah, yeah undo everything that happens. Um, you know, yeah. spoilers, also, it's not, it's not going to fully turn back the clock, but yeah. Uh, but also like this being, um, like the clearest emergence of, not as real feelings about Hachi, I think in yeah. like the whole volume, yeah, where she's like actually saying like, okay, this is what I want to like, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm sad about, <laughs> uh, and whereas before it was just this like, um, unspeakable or unspoken thing, yeah, um, and then also like this immediately getting juxtaposed with. Ren is going to talk to uh, Takumi about how he wants to get married to to Nana. Um, and there's a way that this is obviously like going in contrast to the set back the clock. We can be together. Um, but and this is one of those things where there's like I, I want to continue thinking about it as we go into it. Uh, but especially knowing like we've seen Ren encouraging Nana to pursue things with Hachi to to like you know, be as affectionate as you want. Yeah. Um, 
in the conversation that he had with Yasu, this like understanding of the neglect trauma that, that Nana has. Um, and also understanding that like, there are many ways in which he's not able to fulfill her in the ways that she wants. Um, is like maybe a part of that understanding or is like, at least has not been able to. Um, and so there's the significance of he goes and as part of it, he asks like, where did you get the ring for Hachi? I want to get the same ring for, for Nana. Um, this feels, especially because I believe that the ring Takumi got was in London. (laughs) So like, even if the question here is a like, Oh, I just want to get a quick, easy ring. Just tell me where to get it. The answer is London. He still goes and pursues it. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. Like, and, and Ren so knows that it's, it's not just an idol or like thoughtless, <laughs> uh, uh, consideration. That's like it there. It's, it's highly charged with meaning. Yeah. Um, and so I think there is the significance in Ren intentionally being like Hachi and Nana need to have the same ring. Uh, that feels like it is in this continuum with Ren saying to Nana, like, just be as affectionate with Hachi as you want. Like, um, you know, this is a, a love letter that she's giving you. Like, you should just go to her. All these other moments that we've seen of Ren, like, intentionally pushing Nana to, um, in some ways, like, seek a relationship with Hachi instead of him. Um, yeah. Or, like, sim- or simultaneous yeah. with. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then the ring being like this closed, um, the ring in a way being kind of similar to um, like Ren's padlock or Nana's choker, uh, where it's like, I mean, it's circular, obviously, <laughs> um, but also this kind of like binding, um, this binding thing um, yeah. that attaches um, you or encloses you. But also the, I mean, we've also got the, the no ring on your finger to, to bind you, but now they will have the same ring on their fingers, um, in addition to perhaps the red string. Um, and we, this gets especially highlighted too, because right when Ren asks, what kind of ring did you get for Hachiko and where did you buy it? Um, we get the, from the future, Nana saying, hey, Hachi, we have such different styles and tastes. We never imagined there'd be a day when we both wear the same symbol of love at the same time. You're fickle and crave new things. I hope that even now you still treasure this ring that means so much in so many ways. Um, so again, very clearly doing a, a sort of symbolic marriage between the two of them here, um, or at least a, a symbolic engagement. Um, and this like hope that that persists. Uh, and then that brings us to chapter 41. So <clears throat> let's, uh, let's dig deep here. <laughs> yeah. The fifth chapter is, uh, um, oh, it's one more than we, than we've gotten used to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there is, I mean, there's good stuff here, so I don't want to, uh, I don't want to neglect anything, but, uh, <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll dig deep. Um, one of the things that we have here is a certain way of Nana reframing 
how Blast Success is rela- related to her, like, uh, winning Hachi back. Um, where we get our huge advance from the record label, our monthly salary from the agency, the royalties from CD sales. We are no longer an insignificant amateur band. I thought I'd have no problem supporting Hachi and her child. Um, yeah, this so. being the first moment where she actually, where Nana is like saying this as a possibility. Yeah, um, specifically being, you know, her, not not Nobu, um, but like me getting the success means that I have the kind of money, at least to some extent, that Takumi has had um, and that I can then be this like financial support um, and, and supersede Takumi in this way. Um, uh, yeah, we get... Mew waking uh, up to Nobu's alarm. The the thin walls. Yeah, the thin walls. Um, and then Nana um, still dwelling on uh, well, I don't want um, <laughs> I don't want Yuri to get with Nobu, because if she does, Nobu's gonna um, he's just so helpless. He'll be overcome with affection. Um, I want him to only think about Hachi. I want him to still like Hachi, but I can't say selfish things like that anymore. Uh, and so her again, doing this pattern where she's like still wanting um, Nobu to make this ha- happen for her and be the proxy, uh, but holding herself back because she, she knows it's not right. Yeah. Uh, Miyu and Nobu, uh, like Miyu comes to Nobu's uh, apartment, uh, tells him to shut up, wake up, <laughs> shut up your alarm clock, wake up, you lazy asshole. Uh, um, <laughs> not well, really. Yeah. Not really. Uh, he's like, oh, sorry, does it wake you up every morning? I mean, am I too loud? And she says, oh, uh, yeah, that's why I'm sleeping a lot better these days. And he's like, was that sarcasm or does she mean that? <laughs> um. Yeah. Um, or just like in her really intentional, uh, and serious way, like (laughs) trying to communicate something to me. Yeah. Um, you know, to do a little bit other room numerology analysis here, uh, Shin is on his own floor with nobody else. Um, so there's this like certain amount of secrecy and isolation that he's doing. Mm -hmm. Um, him also having the lowest number, perhaps pointing towards again, how young he is. Um, but, um, yeah, so ending up next to Nana, Nana switching into 502, which is seven, like you said. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yuri being 503, which is eight, like Hachi, because <laughs> Yuri's like Hachi. Yeah. Um, um, Mew also, uh, 601, another, uh, you know, would add up to Nana is going to be the, um, you know, the thing that Yas, the, the person that Yasu is going to, uh, much to Miu's happiness, logically choose as the person that he should pursue <laughs> to get over Nana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Miu yeah. is very pleased that he made a logical choice about who he should fall in love with. <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening and you, like, haven't already read this manga, you'll get the joke later. Um... Truly, uh, they were made for each other. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
the ro- I, hey, everyone has their own idea of r- romance, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then 602, as you noted, Nana first, then Nobu after his switch. So first Nana's in Hachi and then switches Nobu to Hachi because uh, 602's eight. So yeah. Um, and then Shin was 603, but before he moved to uh, 401. Yeah. Um, so also notably no seventh floor. There, there is a, a you know, 707, the floor, the seventh floor is where they lived. Here in the dorms, you cannot achieve a room 707 uh, in multiple ways. It's also not, you know, there's not enough uh, rooms per floor. But, um, you know, I think it's just another thing happening here, suggesting this, like, incompleteness. Yeah. And then the opposite direction, Ren and Takumi, 302. They're, like below all of this so um but yeah we get this thing where uh nobu says um if she looks happy then i can accept it i don't want to steal her back by stealing her happiness but if she seems lonely i won't be able to just let it be i know myself um so we'll see how all that goes um but, you yeah. know, right now he's saying we just really need to see each other to know. Uh, Ginpei tries to stop them from going to the fireworks and he fails. Yasu convinces him. Yeah. Um, he, he very quickly caves to Yasu. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, this as isn't even probably. Yasu doing the attorney rules lawyer- lawyering. Let me like spin this into a whole thing. Just saying, if not as being this persistent, you have to realize how important this must be to her. And <laughs> Yasu, immediately sparkly yeah. background. Um. Uh, and yeah, it ends up being no problem. <laughs> um, yeah. Then... But he plays it like it wasn't the the interview they had to reschedule the guy's like oh yeah i can play more video games this is great <laughs> yeah to like get leverage on them yeah. gene pays like oh they were really bad blah 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 uh back to the obgyn yeah <laughs> um <laughs> uh well before before we get there i also want to to highlight um nana having this explicit like thought of i guess it's because we went to a band to boot camp and now spent uh, spend every day together living in the dorms. Our band has become like a family. Ginpei is like a strong mother type. Yasu's the reliable eldest son. Nobu's the mild-mannered second son. And Shin's the bratty baby. I'm part of this family, so I can depend on them as much as I want. Uh, so who's the daddy? Is it the president? <laughs> We'd be like a Yakuza family. <laughs> That'd suck. Uh, let's make it the raccoon better than the fox. Um, we've had this whole like running thing of the, you know... Um, I'm assuming it's like the the Kitsune and um the raccoon dog. I'm why am I drawing a blank on what uh, Tanuki. Tanuki, yeah. That seems like the actual joke there, but you know, they're it's still conveyed here. Yeah. Uh, but there's just a little more specificity. Uh but then this isn't too bad. I always wanted a big family like the ones on TV. Uh even if marrying Ren doesn't go the way I want. I'll still, uh, I'll stop thinking so negatively. Ren always says I'm all doom, doom and gloom, but these days I'm pretty happy. Um, if Hachi would just marry Nobu, things would be perfect. Um, but yeah, this like recognition of this actual family that she has. 
Um, and so then, the OBGYN. <clears throat> yeah, onto the Jackson Hole OBGYN clinic. You're just really committed to this this joke now. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, it was a great joke that you made when you were yeah. writing the synopsis. So, uh, um, here, one of the, despite the fact that, like, in terms of um, actual factual stuff, you know, this is not at all proof that Ren is the baby that uh, Hachi is going to have. But the fact that Hachi is convinced that she's going to have a girl and intentionally chooses not to learn the sex of the baby from this ultrasound, um, the most damning, of course, like the, the baby that she's convinced is going to be a girl is going to be a boy. Yeah. That's Ren. Yeah. We yeah. know how, we know how these stories work in general and especially Nana. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have occasion later to like, I mean, we'll see Ren. Um, mm-hmm. but remembering from the last read through, um, it stood out to me that, uh, Ren appears to have like Takumi's exact same eyes. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so yeah, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll look at that in, in a few months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, when we get there, there are there are people that think that uh, Ren is Nobu's biological child because of the hair color and stuff. Um, but again, we'll, I think we'll the, honor that I debate. think the actual genetic parentage of Ren to me is less important than the fact that Nobu will always wonder. That's the part that's important in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who have pointed to evidence of like uh, Nobu if he had a kid wanted to teach the the kid how to play the guitar and, and Ren knows how to play guitar, stuff like that. So, yeah. Well, and I'm sure that, I mean, the, with one, one thing we know about Yuzawa I is that there's going to be uh, a, a lot of paralleling and uh, <laughs> play with ambiguity. Yeah. So uh, paralleling dreams, not going how people want them to. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your dreams betraying you. Yeah. All that, all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, uh, so uh, Hachi is leaving the OBGYN, which of course she started going to when she she lived in room seven oh seven. So she's like, oh well, I'm really close to Jackson Hole right now. Um, and Sachiko wants a Jackson burger. I have a bad feeling that if I go, I'm gonna see Joji. But let's let's go, Sachiko. Um, let me take Sachiko to, to Jackson Burger. For <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, of course, Shoji's there. What does he ever do other than be at? <laughs> he's either making burgers or, or he's eating them. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much, uh, that's Shoji's life now. Yeah. Um, but we do the, do get this, uh, conversation. Um, there's this way that, uh, you know, a lot of it is, especially in the beginning, like there's kind of this fun, playful energy to it. Um, <laughs> the reveal that the baby's name is going to be Sachiko. He's like, um, are, you, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> why do you, why do you want to name her that? I don't want to name her that, <laughs> but Takumi <laughs> insists on naming her that. 
the yeah, funniest and then one he's here, like, your husband, yeah. talk to me from Trap Nest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just a funny moment of like, because this is so, I mean, the awkwardness of this moment is so, uh, <laughs> is so massive that, and then you just have like this weird elephant in the room of <laughs> her husband's talking to me from Trap Nest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The the awkwardness is really palpable in that. Yeah, the that the wanting an autograph from Ray Ray as well. Uh and then Hachi being like, "Oh yeah, I'm uh, I'm friends with Ray Ray, you know." Even though she's not really. Uh and the funniest in this being the like uh, you know, in this like full fancy gown with like the the um was it like boa or whatever around her neck? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, the fan and everything. Don't bother. I'm just a normal pregnant lady. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, but, uh, there's also this way that, uh, some of this stuff is highlighting, like, you know, when, when Sachiko and Shoji were, were at Jackson Hole, it was like, oh, you know, we split stuff evenly. Like, this is just how we do it. Uh, there's this way that, like, Sachiko does seem to be genuinely more like the person who's going to uh like the the relationship that's going to like work with with Shoji. You know, yeah. the person who he he both wants and needs. Yeah. Um and this is especially highlighting like this difference between uh Shoji and Hachi, but also this like Shoji recognizing like um your self-centered recklessness here is actually like useful if you're going to become the the, the wife of a, a celebrity, right? You know? And it's also like the the traits. You're the same person that like I knew, but now I just like see that the like rift that that puts between us. Mm-hmm. Whereas like before, I didn't like it, it wasn't apparent. Um. This gets intercut with a page of um, Takumi um, doing as he always does, just casually dropping something that he uh, definitely by now should know is going to be upsetting for people. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Where he just says, Ren wants to marry Nana. What? They're getting married? Uh, From Ray Ren. Um, And then Taki being like, oh, Takumi, you must have like orchestrated this. Uh, and then he's like, no, actually I didn't. Um, uh, and then, um, talking me being happy about, <laughs> uh, Ren getting married, like even Nana will probably accept that ring happily. There's nothing to worry about anymore. Uh, and then of oh. course, Rayra being like, uh, you know, I, seeing I her life worried. flash before her eyes. Yeah. Um, I think it's also, you know, we, we talk about the way that Takumi is actually very perceptive about things. Um, him saying even Nana will probably accept that ring happily seems to suggest that he knows that there's also something about the ring being the ring that Hachi has mm, that would yeah. like make it something that Nana would want more. Uh, and we we immediately get it highlighted that Hachi has the same ring because Shoji comments the the ring while she's holding the Jackson burger. Yeah, <laughs> of even that's Nana a really will, big rock you have there. Yeah, even Nana will probably accept that ring happily. Yeah, two panels later, 
that's a really big like close up on that ring. Yeah. Uh yeah, so for for sure. Um and it's emphasized here how it's like a big fancy expensive ring, you know. But I I think we know Nana enough to know that that's not the thing that she would really care about. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you be ha- to have like a big diamond ring? Yeah. And and um perhaps you're right that Takumi has already figured this out as well. Yeah. Um, we then get, uh, it's very funny too, with the, the cheating on, uh, bit where like Shoji's trying to downplay even more the time (laughs) that he was cheating. Um, and Koichi Sato is like, uh, it was about two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, just completely, uh, calls him out on it. Yeah. Um, but then I mean Hachi having a, an interesting response where she like flits back into the yeah. her like celebrity persona and it's like only two weeks what a boring guy Um, which is uh, it's it's somewhat surprising um, it, is, it is especially because we then get the like reaction of like the sadder look on her face where there is that certain amount of but we are on the other side of it now in a way that we often aren't where people will joke about the the darker or harder thing that they're feeling. Yeah. Um, and we've often seen it come up and then it like we get the depth later here. We've already seen all the depth of Hachi and like her struggles with, you know, this idea of like being a whore or a slut or whatever uh, these like things put on to women who desire sex um her concerns about that all of her worries about like the overlap between um like takami and nobu and the time that they were together despite the fact that like the actual real time period was like fairly small but also it didn't like play out the way that she thought it was so she has like all these actual intense anxieties that we get here but then she jokes and plays it off as like only two weeks what a boring guy like you know i'm off here having like month-long affairs you know right right um yeah there's a worldliness yeah. as well that like is yeah. like a real worldliness where um and then the the whole register of the conversation is like um shifting between like a kind of playful it's it's defense it's awkward and like defensive um but then they're alternately like kind of both trying to disarm that with like playful banter um yeah like leading on the familiarity that they ha- that they have like the rapport that they have and trying to like disarm it um and then at, at moments like not being able to um and then having to like sit with the the actual feelings um or well i think those are the real feeling like the banter is real feelings too um but the deeper stuff that is is more at stake um yeah. where they're both like desiring closure and still um feeling the like pain uh about the ending of the relationship. Um, we then get this conversation between Takami and Reira, which I think is a, a important. important one to maybe break down a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it starts out with Reira being like, 
my opinion of you has changed. You really were thinking about Ren and about his needs. Takami's like <laughs> concerned. What? <laughs> uh, which is a funny reaction to have here. Um, but yeah, and then she specifically brings up the, you know, if he gets married um, and Nana's always with him, he'll be fine. He'll kick those bad habits. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, Takami's reaction to go back for a second. Um, it's interesting because it, she's like, Rayra is like, you changed my opinion of you. Uh, and she's like, yeah, you were actually caring about someone. And he's like, what? Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a jab. Um, but yeah. then he's like, well, yeah, of course. I worry about him way more than you do. Uh, so Takami, like, affirming that he, he is, like, we can put maybe caring in scare quotes or not, um, but caring, like, about Ren. Um, like, he's not rejecting that. He's not like, oh, what? No, I wasn't. He's like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, well, duh, of course I am. Yeah. Um, but then his motivations, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, and so Takami has this this attitude of like, you know, uh with pot you don't get physically addicted, so like if Ren wants to quit, he can quit whenever he wants. He just doesn't want to. Um and Rara's like, I think he does want to. Um and Takami is like, Well then he just should. You know, it's not like me smoking cigarettes, like <laughs> It's way harder to quit. I'm like trying yeah. to stop for the baby, but like, you know, there's an actual physical addiction here. Yeah. Like um, I should, I shouldn't have started. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I was just being like rebellious and stupid as a kid. Um, and Ray was like, you know, that like addiction is also a psychological dependency thing. <laughs> um, and, uh, here talk me, you know, admits, um, if he gets arrested, the band's finished. I'm in a bind too. Um, and this is where Ray Re- then, you know, can you for once think about Ren and not just the band? Uh, Takami, no, I can't. That's not my job. Um, and so here, Ray you know, my opinion of you has changed. Now it has not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it has changed back. Um, you know, the reason why you want to, to have her get married is just so that Nana cleans this up and then, like, you don't have to deal with it. Um, Which, Takumi, uh, to, to be fair, Takumi re- rejects that. Mm. Um, he describes it as a whole nother issue. Yeah. Like, he's like, she's like, oh, he's got a problem, so you're going to make Nana clean it up. And he's like, that's not it. That's a whole nother issue. Um. And then Narita comes in. Yeah. Um, Who has uh, sex past vibes. Um, Sex past. Yeah, just like the way that he's, uh, you know, putting his arm around Rera, smelling her hair. Yeah. I'm not familiar with that term, but like, yeah, yeah, like the guy who's going to commit sexual harassment. Yeah. And I I feel like there's like a, especially in. It'll get used in Nana for, like, the Captain, or the, uh, not Captain, um, the, like, Uncle Roshi thing, uh, in, like, Dragon Ball, or, like, that kind of vibe, like, the, the character who just sort of is, like, going to be hitting on girls and stuff throughout. Um, yeah. Um, and this is a a little bit different, but it is still just, like, he is this, like, older guy who's gonna be going in and, like, making the women uncomfortable. 
Yeah. And on that subject, um, I took note of the panel where um, he's like holding her hair, um, Mm -hmm. like stroking her hair. And she obviously doesn't want him to be doing that. Um, But like, yeah, his sexual harassment of Rira. um, But as he's like harassing her, um, the makeup, they're discussing this makeup commercial that she's in. Um, and so, I, I mean, there's a way that like through his harassment, he's objectifying her. Um, and then overlaid on this is like a makeup commercial, which, um, this is Ray Ray, the celebrity be appearing in the commercial, which, you know, <laughs> what's the purpose of a commercial It's to sell shit. Uh, so her like uh the objectified entity of her as a celebrity being in um this commercial whatever i mean self-explanatory uh and then uh rayra going on to say i only care about singing like oh i don't care about this commercial i only care about singing um, yeah. well well that's reminiscent of her uh prior comments to Shin about uh well I just want to be a singing machine um which that itself is also related to her um these feelings that she has of like her alienation from herself um which is tied in with all of that objectification that she experiences um, yeah so just like several things kind of coming together here in this panel yeah um and yeah he uh he's also like why are you editing the (laughs) the uh song for the car commercial talk to me that's worthless um but then uh ends up talking about the the marriage uh and sort of talking business with talk me about it briefly um and then talk me sort of has his own like we have to spin it this way um you know Narita is not like fully thinking it all through. This is the proper way to do it. Um, yeah. And then uh, Narita is like defensive that he's been called out essentially. Yeah. Uh, he leaves. Um, Takumi is furious. Uh, despises Narita. <laughs> um, what a burnout sleazebag. Narita used to be a great musician. How did he turn into that? Doesn't he know I have to get involved because he's incompetent? And why does why does even the president? Uh, oh no, this is uh, I think this is Ren Rira saying this. Why uh, why does even the president suddenly want Ren and Nana to get married? Uh, at which Takumi says he started it. <laughs> he wants us to hold a press conference so Ren can defend Nana. Um, Rira still like um, confused. But why now, before he kept saying to ignore Blast, uh, Takumi responding, he doesn't want it to look like Ren was just used by her. He's worried that Blast will hit it big. If they didn't sell, the public would just think she's a hanger on and we'd ignore it. Their single will probably sell more than ours. Even if we don't want to compete, the media will spin it to look like Trapness got used and we lost. Uh, And uh, basically analyzing this whole situation and being like well um 
the media narrative is going to be like negative for Trap Nest, uh, unless we do something. Um, and Narita has a plan to like do this to do something, but it's a dumb plan. Like what he really should do is just like really what makes most sense for this is if Ren just like marries Nana, um, and then Rera is like, oh well, there you go, like. That's that's why you're <laughs> that's why you want them to get married is because that's the logical business decision. Um, I was wrong about you again. Uh, and then Takumi like further exploding. Uh, there's no relation between what you think about me and Ren's problems. We're talking business now. That's why I can't stand women. Uh, and so we kind of have a pause here. The scene will continue in a second, yeah. but. Um, and yeah, Rara specifically says, then this woman is, uh, this woman's going to talk business too. Uh, and this is where she points out, um, not a good idea for both Ren and Takumi to get married so close together. Um, you know, you're dreaming if you think they like us just for our music and here, um, you know, we can maybe read into Rara's feelings here as, trying to to like push this where ren is not the one who's going to get married um there's like a certain way to to read this um or the opposite yeah but it it almost seems like it's more ren because then when when takumi says i get it so if it's just ren it's acceptable um and then we get this sort of shocked reaction from from reira where takumi says um you know, if those two get married, it's the drama that'll hit home with our target audience. Our priority is settling Ren's problems first, not my own personal life. Um, so he is going to delay his marriage to Hachi. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> which in some ways is a further confirmation of like him doing the business, <laughs> even at the expense of his own relationships. Yeah. Um, and I think there's different ways we can like dissect this. Um, yeah. Where like maybe it's true that Takumi isn't like uh pushing or orchestrating Ren's marriage to Nana like with this intent. Um and is then like in this conversation, like observing like okay, but yeah also like this is the best like thing for the business and then ray ray like uh, you know perhaps justifiably <laughs> assuming like oh well yeah that's so you are doing this and then talking me being like no i'm not but like <laughs> like uh like i'm mad because <laughs> like you're assuming that i am um and then, but also having the misogyny that, uh, um, we know is, um, characteristic of him. Yeah. Uh, and then going into this place of like this cynical mindset at this point of like, oh, okay, well, you know, um, now I, now it is going to just be all about business then. Like if that's how we're, um, if like if that's what this conversation is going to be like 
then fine. I, I will just like only care about business and um, like whatever, suspend my marriage. Um, but of course his willingness to do that is uh, yeah. Reflects something for sure. Yeah. Um, and then we get this, this, you know, final end of the conversation between uh, Nana and Shoji. Um, they are going up the stairs from, from Jackson Hole. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit more banter again. Uh, but we specifically get where Hachi says, um, not that you know, but I've grown up a lot, Shoji. Um, and he responds, I know. Um, which, you know, she sort of reacts to June's big mouth <laughs> again. Uh, she come up before with, with Takami. Um, but then really the, the biggest moment here of like, uh, truly disarming Hachi, I guess, um, yeah. is where he says, I'm really sorry. Um, and then she admits it's all right. I had my own issues too. Uh, and so she says, but now that I think about it, what you wanted wasn't asking too much, uh, which we'll see. She will, you know, think on this line in particular again. Um, and, you know, they basically part ways, so I probably won't get to see you again. Um, and they say bye. <laughs> um, yeah. And there's a little more in here, but we yeah. can... Um, we'll remember this scene. I'm sure we'll talk yeah. about it again later. There, there's, like, they're about to, to go, and then, um, you know, we end up having this... A little bit more of a conversation about the baby and everything. Um, uh, a note for just parentage stuff here um the baby who we believe to be ren uh ren ichinose uh due at the end of april perhaps and you know yazawa i would love to do this uh could be born on may 5th (laughs) the same birthday as sachiko um you know shoji sachiko yeah could very possible yeah uh um yeah i think the um I, I don't know. I mean, we're we're at the end of the volume. Um, we have mm-hmm. a lot more volumes to to cover, so we don't need to do it all right now. Um, I'll just call out the parallel with the um, uh, Hachi's last meeting with Asano. Um, this like prior scene of closure. Um, I think there's there's probably there's a parallel here um, with that scene. Yeah. Um, the emotional, ten- um, the like emotional tenor feels very similar. Yeah. Uh, of course, more more going on here um, than there, but uh, at minimum, I will point that out uh, before we consign Shoji to oblivion. Um, we're, we're not really gonna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And then we'll obviously talk more about the the fireworks and everything, but especially having just had this this um, encounter with Shoji, which uh, it was also noted earlier that he cut his hair, so it's actually shorter than it was when when he was dating um, Hachi. Um, but then we when we see them in their outfits, like Shin's dressed a little bit like um, like Misato um, has sort of this like you know, gothic Lolita look. Yeah. Um, and that's called out. Yeah. By, uh, is it Yasu? Um, I think so. 
Um, and then of course, uh, which is also called out, um, with the like hair and stuff for, uh, Nobu here looks a lot like Shoji, um, specifically like the Shoji when, when Shoji and Hachi were dating. Um, and then Nana has long hair, which, uh, future Nana is going to have long hair. Um, and, uh, Yasu just looks funny with wigs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, his feels the less, the least like it's, uh, pointing towards something specific, but yeah, well, his blonde wig is, uh, it's similar to when, um, to his hair as like a high school student. Yeah. Yeah. There is a little bit of him like when he was young, but, um, yeah. Um, and I think we can go to these last couple pages. Yeah, we get the the comments about um, the further things are, the better I can see. The closer things are, the more I lose sight of them. Um, this is which, Shoji to Sachiko. Yeah. Um, Sachiko which saying, everyone's like that. Yeah. Um, and then maybe casts new light on the um, chronological narration device. Uh, where uh, the the future narrators are having greater clarity on the events, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, coincidentally, uh, <laughs> we we may we may get. Uh, I mean, I think we can just say this is the future narration here at the end. Yeah. Um, hey Hachi, they say people realize the value of something only after they lose it, but I think it's when you face it once more that you truly recognize it. If I could see everyone now, I'd depend on them again for sure. I'm scared of that. That's why I can't move from the spot. Um, and here in particular, we get the waves of like almost going under um, with with this narration over it. Um, and then compared to so many of the other, uh, you know, in between or like after chapter images, um, which... Uh, I guess we did have the ring was one of them, but most of them have been from Nana's uh, volume one story. But here we get uh, Shoji holding Hachi um, from her story and specifically the moment where, um, you know, she wants Shoji to say, I love you. Um, notably, he like denied that he ever said that <laughs> as well in the conversation they had. Yeah. They had. Uh, but this is the moment where in, in being hugged, she heard it uh you know from his heart even yeah. though he didn't say it um this idea of course also being tied to this relationship that um Nana and Hachi have also in a room 707 yeah so uh mm-hmm. that's the end of yeah PlayStation 41. 2 game in the works yeah yeah. Maybe one day. Price hasn't been set yet, but uh, you should buy a PlayStation 2 for your wife and daughter. Um, yeah, get, get on that. Everyone listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go buy a PS2. Uh, you know, you get to, to move to Tokyo and live next door to, to Nana and Hachi. You can date the characters. Yeah. I think that you can... I have not played it. I think you can date Takumi, which, man, different world possible. <laughs> <laughs> girl in room 708 dates talking me instead <laughs> whole thing changed <laughs> yeah um 
it's just funny that I want to play it at some point because I'm I'm sure I'd have fun with it. But uh, oh yeah, there, it's I mean, also funny no to think about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you can you'll alter the future. Yeah. Um. That well, that's that. Yeah. Next time we'll be reading chapters forty-two through forty-five. That's all of volume twelve. Uh, you can write emails to us at ghostdiverspod at gmail dot com. That's ghostdiverspod at gmail dot com. We will answer them when we get to the question bucket. But you, if you have stuff, you know, that seems relevant, we might bring it up earlier. Um. Go support the network, exportaud.io will take you to the Patreon. Uh, if you do $1, you get uh, early access to a bunch of podcasts. Not this one, but uh, you do get other ones, including Pondering Pluton, um, which you can also find in the free feed at exportaud.io slash Pluton. That's a podcast where Connor and I um, are reading through Comrade High School, the manga. <laughs> it's hard uh, to say what we do on, on Pondering yeah. Pluton. Um. It's like a, the, I mean, the biggest thing is if people listen to the post ED segments that we do, um, it's kind of like that, but with, uh, less structure because <laughs> we don't regularly do drink checks and stuff, mm-hmm. but the parts where we just tangent and talk about random shit, that's pondering Bhutan. Um, and it, it is a great comedy podcast. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's completely unhinged. Most of the time. Um, Autumn constantly references the thing that you said of America, uh, like the United States is the only country in the world that contained both Milwaukee and Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm I'm glad that I can, that I was able to give Autumn some happiness with that. Yeah. Um, There's this one girl on TikTok who I follow where sometimes she just reviews. She like uh, currently lives in in Japan, I think. Um, And she just reviews like parking lots that she finds Mm -hmm. um, and will like give them like a out of 10 rating um, and will like talk about the aesthetics and like the things that she likes about the parking lots. And she has this like specific like weird... uh, style of humor that's happening there where it's like very straight and like um you know she's just like seriously reviewing the parking lot where i just feel like she could go on pondering puton and it would work no problem yeah we we got (laughs) we got it we got to get her on pondering um you know if like if one of us dies we could like try and get her to sub in. I think, I think if one of us dies, the, the real one is crystal. I think crystal could like easily fill in on pondering Pluton, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not planning for that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, of course we could always make a pack where if, if one of us dies, the other one dies too. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel really secure if we, if we could just have that, then yeah. <laughs> all my problems would be solved. <laughs> Uh, anyway, one dollar will also get you um early access to episodes of Ornate Stairwells. Um, if you go to exportaudio slash Ornate Stairwells, you will find the free feed where uh, it's a week after it's in the Patreon. Um, that's a movie podcast that I do with my friend Autumn. Uh, episodes are usually not as long as Ghost Divers, but can go long. Um, but it's also just way more tangential than than we are here. Uh, but it's a good podcast. People should check it out. 
Um, and then around the long fire at abnormalmapping.com slash long fire is the podcast study with my friend M. Uh, we are reading through the Nibelungen lead right now. Um, and we talk about the reading and then talk about other stuff that we've been up to. So, uh, check all of those out. Check out other podcasts on the network. I, I often don't chat out other stuff, but like, uh, hot singles has been putting out a few things. They've, they've been, uh, like Alexis is just doing some, some great editing tomfoolery on those podcasts. Uh, they're good. Obviously coffee and comic books. If you're into like manga and comics in general, um, if you're, if you join the $5 tier, you will get, uh, you know, stuff early. Uh, also, if you're listening to this, I think the, the star Wars holiday special on export audio is out. Um, just like the flagship podcast, uh, where, we drank eggnog when stuff happened during the special. Um, and the end of that, we just talked about some wild shit at the end. Um, also, I now know what the Wookiee JOI video is. And it it is just a porno for a Wookiee of a woman, like a human woman with silver hair. Okay. All right. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's like very, like, she's not like stripping anything, but she's like, she's like really talking to you about like how you're adorable and stuff. It's, it is canonically described in like the Star Wars wiki stuff. She's described as an erotic performer, the, the like character in that. So it truly is just the, the grandpa Wookiee goes and, and watches a <laughs> hollow porn. <laughs> is part of what happens in this children's television special. Um, yeah. Anyway, (laughs) you can follow us at ghost divers pod on Twitter or just at ghost divers on coast. You can follow me at Fox Omnia on Twitter, co-host blue sky, anything that I'm on any list. If you want to, you know, watch as I'm reading and watching anime, um, we're going to be able to follow you, Connor. Y'all can follow me at Rebelay. R-A-B-B-L-E-A-I-S on Twitter and co-host. And that's it. Yeah. That's all. See you next um, time, everyone. The moon is beautiful tonight. Yeah. I love you, too. <laughs> Bye.
Seven to seven. All right. All right. <clears throat> What's your roll? Um, yeah. I figure uh, we can do a pretty short drink check because we have five chapters to get through. But yep. I didn't know if you wanted wanted to check in about anything. No. <clears throat> uh, no check in. Um, drink check. So water in the big red cup. Big red, oversized, comically large solo cup. Yeah. Uh, pre- as referenced before. Uh, tea Kuan Yin, Oolong Tea, in the Creationist mug. Uh, which I just realized... I'm going to keep this short, I promise. Uh, <laughs> I, I I may have like acknowledged this in our prior like extent bits about the cup. Yeah, I might have acknowledged it like on mic, but not really realized it somehow. Um, but like the different animal kinds on the mug, I didn't realize that like the whole message of the mug. It's not just like oh, here's a part of our theory. Like these were some; these were the animal kinds that were blah blah blah. Like explicitly, the like whole message of the mug is like these were the animals on the ark. <laughs> and like literally these were the animals on the mark uh, on the ark. And, oh yeah, like like part of the explanation for the ark being like these are the ones that uh they didn't like need to all fit the that other many. animals came from they didn't right. have to put ev- you know, you think about how all the animals but then all the other animals descended from that through some sort of intelligent design thingy not actually evolution yeah through like when they got off the ark the like the dogs just like bred with the t-rex and the various combinations of the six 
resulted in everything. Every, okay. And then it anyway. just locked in where they couldn't breed anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, that's right. They just, yeah. Some, yeah. Um, something happened there. There's some, there's an explanation, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I was just watching the mug the other day and it's like in big, very big letters, animal kinds on the arc. And it just hit me like that specific realization hit me. They're like, Oh yeah. Like they're saying that the Tyrannosaurus Rex was like on the arc <laughs> and that this was like one of yeah. the six animal kinds is like the T-Rex yeah. was like one of the six. Um, so anyway, that just like hit me and I kind of like, I had a good moment. Um, so I re reignited my passion for this mug. Yeah. Anyway. All right. I'm done. Um, I just have a, a, it's like a, the big size Fiesta wear orange mug that I have the, the mix of, <clears throat> uh, mo- like there's a, and the entire juice of a, a lemon. Um, and we like try and get the juicy ones. Cause you can kind of tell if you know, mm-hmm. um, with like a spoonful of honey and then hot water. Um, I'm feeling generally better than I have. I feel like I'm on the mend, but also this is still probably gonna be a bit long. So, um, you know, yeah. the, best uh, to help out a little bit with that process. The juicy um, lemons always help. Yeah. Um, and then I also have water. Um, I don't have a Verner's in here, but like, I figure if, we take a body break. I might end up grabbing one. We'll kind of see how it goes. Yeah, you have it on standby. But I did have a soda earlier today because um, I'd just been like kind of craving a Dr. Pepper. So I had a Dr. Pepper. Um, so I was like, eh, I'm not going to immediately get the Verners in here. It'll be like a, if I feel like I need it, you know. Hmm. I think I so. incepted you with Dr. Pepper by calling it out on Pouton the other day. Uh, Maybe. Um. I also recorded the uh, export audio Star Wars holiday special episode last night. And before we recorded, I did ask if I could have a Dr. Pepper. And then I think the Blakes just forgot to get me one because we also had like eggnog was like there's like a drinking game and it was with eggnog, which is kind of a it worked out fine. I was the one who got the least drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I never got the Dr. Pepper. But I was like, man, I kind of want Dr. Pepper, but I have Dr. Pepper at home. So. I just had one today, you know? Yeah. Um, Good stuff. Anyway. Good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, We're not spending a lot in this section here just because we don't want to go super long. So should we, should we just get into the episode? Yeah, let's do it. I I will say, I was wondering if you're going to use the, the chug mug. Uh, I, I had the thought and then I just like, Two, two thoughts occurred to me, and the first one was, I don't, like, want, I, I would rather just, like, review the manga than, like, watch this out. Um, yeah. And then the other one was, I'm going to start using it, like, on the new year. And then oh, it will yeah. just be... Yeah. Yeah. It will... I don't know. Well, it just it felt right to start using it, like, on the when new you, year. When you use it, we can talk more about the chuggler. Yes. Yeah, well, that will be a new character in our drink check um, uh, cast. I do just like the design of it, but the name is funny. But anyway, um, yeah, I figured I figured you drink like lots of tea and stuff, so you, you would appreciate a mug. Absolutely. Yeah, it's um, beautiful. But we'll we'll introduce it uh, yeah. in due time. For now, people just have chug mug, and they just have to sit with that. Yeah. 
Um, all right, I'll get us into the episode. Um, you want to take a body chapter break? forty? Yeah, let's let's do a body break and we'll be okay. forty. I'll be back. <coughs> I think I I think I'm gonna get a Verner's. What's that? I think I'm gonna get a Verner's. Nice, do it. Yeah. Okay, I'll be back. All right, I'm back. Cool. <clears throat> yeah, I'm ready to, to start again whenever you are. Okay. Let's crack that open. All right. <clears throat> mm-hmm.